going for the number one spot for the third week in a row, based on the tits of Stone Gossip. And away we go. You're listening to Live on Four Legs, the live Pearl Jam podcast experience, featuring... Mr. Stone Gossip! Fucking camera in the truck. This is uh, as much of an intro as we're ever going to give a guest on this show. <laughs> yeah, for the record, I was not okay with any of that. What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> we had to. We had to. It's just... And because you're not okay with it, it, it is why we did it. Sure. Because it was funny. <laughs> so, uh, welcome. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, John, to the show. Back to the show for the first Thanks, time guys. in a couple months. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you for continuing to be our guide through this all-encompassing trip, as we like to call it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great to be back. It's been uh, it's been a few months. Um, every you know, I've been obviously been listening every all the Patreon donators you've been having on have been doing a great job. Bagel did a great job. Aurelian did a great job. Jesse, just to name a few. So I'm gonna try to uh, I'm gonna try to step it up here. And, uh, make my uh, make 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 them proud. Everybody has uh, raised the bar pretty Absolutely. high. Absolutely. Once we get one person in, everybody you know they they listen and they're like, all right, you know what? I, I got something I want to bring to the table, and they go and they raise the bar, and everybody brings something really unique. And uh, we uh, we already know what you got. We've 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 done this with you before. That was Matt and I still talk about that. That's Atlanta. If uh, you're newer to the show and you haven't gone back and listened to episodes, I suggest you go back and listen to that Atlanta 94 show. I believe that was sometime back in November that we did that. So uh, that is still one of our favorites. Episode 10, I believe. That makes sense. And uh, and I think Wednesday is the 25th anniversary of that show. 
So that's yeah. what I'll, that's what I'll be doing on Wednesday. <laughs> I think I I think I had mentioned last time that I I put out a little uh, note for them to you know it wasn't too late to schedule twenty fifth anniversary show come down do a week so obviously that didn't happen so uh, I'll I'll just have to go back and listen to the bootleg again. At this point, we don't know if we're getting a thirtieth anniversary show, and that's not just for a show; that's for overall. <laughs> There's it's it it's been quiet, and we're sitting here on April Fool's Day recording this and i'm sure that there are all these april fool jokes that you know new album coming or they're headlining this tour or just ignore everything you're yeah, so a, today. a couple weeks ago we passed the the one year anniversary of can't deny me already mm. Jeez, that's insane but you know what people say randy sometimes you know you walk into a room and they say oh it's too quiet in here so maybe it being too quiet is a good thing yeah like yeah, suspiciously maybe. quiet right well you know uh i think mike was on some serious show or xm show or maybe it was regular fm radio uh and he mentioned it real quick they they asked him uh what the record status was and he's like we have some songs we're still recording and it sounded like you know it sounded positive it didn't sound like uh well we're kind of in the middle of something and we haven't really gotten, or, gotten it put together or we're completely stuck. Right. Yeah. No, right. he used all positive language. So he that's... might be totally downplaying it too. You know, he might just not want to spoil anything. Who knows? Yeah, You never know. I, I, I feel like with both backspacer and lightning bolt, they kind of sprung out of nowhere and, and, uh, maybe did they, I think too. there was like a, I remember for backspacer, there was like a turtle that was in a race, there was a whole thing that got kind of oh, leaked early. That. Yeah, there was a they had a turtle and like some it was to sponsor like climate change or the oceans or something and they they sponsored a turtle and the turtle's name was Backspacer, so everyone was like, <laughs> Oh, that's got that mean something, it's coming. You guys remember no, I that. Yeah, no, I don't remember that at all. Uh I just remember for Lightning Bolt, it was a couple weeks before the Wrigley show that they released Mind Your Manners and uh um, I, I think everybody kind of knew that something was coming, but there wasn't any, there were, there was writing on the wall, but there wasn't any, uh, proof of anything happening and then kind of sprung out out of nowhere. And it was, uh, it was sheer joy. And that's sort of the time period, uh, that we're jumping to today. Uh, Charlotte, 2013 lightning bolt era. Wait, wait, hold on. Is that, I was under the impression we were doing Randy Palooza. I've got I've got notes on Randy. Uh, He's got notes on Randy. Wow. Do we need to? I do I need to go back? We we might need to postpone this for a minute because I gotta I have to go back. How'd you get a copy of that? Does this mean you have a a VHS player that <laughs> that we I do can have borrow? a VHS player hooked up to my computer? If if you want if you want to unleash Randy Palooza on the world, I can make that happen. Oh boy. Oh boy. I don't know if I'm ready for that. I think Randy and I both took our shirts off at some point. Oh, I mean, show. yeah, the whole the whole show. Um, I think yeah. there's, that should definitely be a Patreon episode. I think that people want to hear. <laughs> Listen, there are ways to make that track, happen. Blow by blow, Randy Palooza episode. Oh. If, wow. if we could somehow convert the video and do just put the video up on Patreon, I think that is definitely worth a shot. I can it make that happen. Is yeah. Yes. All right. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But that's the last time we're talking about it today. Uh, <laughs> um, 
I'm open to discussion on this, yeah. but I'm not. Yeah, it's that, that's a lot of different people that you got to expose to the world that we're probably not going to get their permission for. So uh, I don't know. I'm not even. I'm not even worried anybody. about that, Randy. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you're not, and especially for Patreon people, they they'd be paying for 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 gold right there. Um, but yeah, let me let me mull it over a little bit. I'm. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm ready to give you an answer on that. Okay, so so Charlotte, 2013. I'm with you. We're we're, we're there. Okay, right. we're there. And <laughs> you got, got your you. notes. I, I got you. you. you take, I, I had it on the back. I had me. it on the back of the Randy Blues sheet. Oh, perfect. Awesome. Great. All right, here we go. <laughs> that was great. Uh, I love that. <laughs> I think the only way you could follow Live at the Garden is with Randy Palooza, to be honestly. To be honest with you, I don't that that that's going to be a tough act to follow. Yeah, well, what's your favorite m- memory from Randy Palooza, John? I think the when the the bonfire and uh <laughs> when the cops showed up. <laughs> And, the cops uh, actually, one actually of those did things might have actually up. happened. I, I'm not sure. I don't remember. I yeah, I don't yeah. think that there was fire, and I, I think we were police free because I, I think that we told all the neighbors beforehand. So, well, we're gonna have to go back and check the videotape because I I remember it differently. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, Charlotte, uh, that was a show that at least one of us was at. Um, tell me, John what now you being from Atlanta you're that's not too bad of a trip up uh was this your only lightning bolt tour show or did you uh it was um you know being that Pearl Jam has decided that they just hate the south um and they just won't play Atlanta uh for some reason uh that is weird yeah so this was kind of the end this was near the end of the first leg of that lightning bolt tour um they went from I think Charlottesville the night before, which is a great show as well. You guys are gonna have to do that one at some point. That's a crazy yeah, set list. Yeah, we've we've definitely um, talked about that. That has big wave in it. So it does. It does. Um, doing doing it. So they uh, so they they hit Charlotte and then skipped to New Orleans and then went home. So once again, I think it was again there was rumored there was going to be an Atlanta show, but fell through just like 2016, 2010, 2012. They're just you know, we just uh, we've we've had we've had one festival show since 2003. They probably refused to play Atlanta because they knew that the Thrashers weren't there anymore, and they really just wanted to go to a Thrashers game. We have the Hawks. They talk about basketball in this episode. We we have the Hawks. Seattle can have the Hawks for all I care if we can get <laughs> get a couple of Pearl Jam shows. Yeah, I you know I. I don't even know if the Hawks are a good team or not. They don't seem like they would be. They, they are not. Um, but enough said. So yeah, when uh, when this came out, I think uh, I had I had been to that festival show in Atlanta in 2012, and that had been the first time I'd seen them since '98. So that kind of whet my appetite to see them a little more. So when they released these tour dates, uh, this was the only one that I put into the lottery for, and I ended up uh, winning GA, which. Uh, the first time many, I think I've won GA for almost all the shows I have put in for them over the last few years. So, um, yeah, it was exciting. I ended up, I think, selling my extra ticket, um, and then, uh, got up around probably five or six in the morning. Uh, I, I didn't spend the night. I didn't, I don't think even at that point, I don't think I knew that was a thing that people did. Um, but got up early. It's about a four hour drive. 
uh, probably got to Charlotte around, you know, nine, nine thirty in the morning. There was, I think there was only four or five people in line ahead of me. Um, so I think I was number six, if I remember correctly. So just hung out at the, uh, at the arena all day. So you went by yourself and you got a poster to the show too, right? I did. And it turns out that poster is worth a lot of money now. Which yeah, I was just about, about to say. Yeah, yeah, it's a, commenting it's a, on that. And... It's a it's a monk one. It's a really nice poster. Um, you can read the whole the whole band name. You can read the whole thing. So, I know what I'm getting. Um, in that poster. It is, uh, <laughs> it is uh, it's well well worth the uh, the time. And you know, and it's they they hit on the on the city. You know, I'm obviously not a resident of Charlotte, but you know, if you're familiar with the with the history, they were called. I think that they were called the Hornets or something. The one of the military groups from that area so it kind of the name kind of stuck so named the basketball team the charlotte hornets and so they kind of tied that in with the poster there's an explanation if you turn the poster over there's a little explanation of it on the back as well were they still the bobcats at the time i feel like the uh, pelicans didn't come until probably later. you know you, you you got me on the on the nba yeah. thing i i'm gonna have to we've already for it. we've already mentioned way too many nba references from my liking on the right. show and we probably have two yeah, more to go so yeah um yeah no i i really like the poster i really like a lot of uh the lightning bolt tour posters i think there are a lot of really um famous ones in there i know everybody goes insane for the pittsburgh one that was the first night from this tour and then uh the buffalo one is one of the one one of my favorites that that i own uh so they did a really good job on the posters this one um but yeah if you haven't checked out the poster go and look at it it is available almost not anywhere so unless you really have nine hundred dollars to spend then uh then good for you uh cool so yeah you were you were like six in line and and they opened up the doors for you you run right in you hey do, hey you whoa, whoa. There, there, there's no running no running you do, well you do a speed there was walk. running in memphis you do a speed walk <laughs> they they're they're very there was running in memphis they're very strict about no running um, so yeah, so I, you know, you wait around till about, you know, so I, I know I was really excited because I was like, I'm going to be on the rail to see Pearl Jam because I think at Music Midtown in Atlanta in 2012, I was probably 20, 25 rows back because um, that was just, there was that wasn't a 10 club show, it was just a festival. Um, so for this one, yeah, I was like doing the math. I was like, well, I'm going to get to be, I'm going to be in a pretty good spot here. Um, so, you know, you wait around till about five or 5.30, they open the doors, then you wait in line again. Um, they march you like single file through the arena to the little GA entrance. And then they, they they check your wristband 24 times and they're very strict about, you know, no running, just, just walk and every, everybody's going to get there. Um, so walked up and then of course, you know, if it files, you know, the, the line forms left to right. Cause everyone, you know, Mike is the crowd pleaser. Everyone wants to be on Mike's side, the people that have been following them around, you know, um, so the first five people like immediately go to Mike's side. So I'm looking at like an empty rail basically in the middle. So I'm like, I'm just going to go right in front of Ed. So uh, I went straight to and straight in front of Eddie's microphone. And uh, that's where I sat until 8.15 or so when the show started. It's pretty good. Uh, pretty good real estate over there. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, I'm, everyone in this show is behind me. I'm the, I'm the first one. Like I'm, I was closer to Ed than, than Matt was. If you look at the, uh, if you look at the YouTube videos from the show, you can see my huge bald head, uh, right up, right up front. Um, but you know, and you, and it too, like being on the rail, you know, I'm like, okay, well, you know, this is a big responsibility. 
uh, for me. Like I'm going to have to bring it at the show. Cause like, you know, I've got to connect. So I really tried, I was like, I'm, you know, I'm, I really tried to like, I was singing along with every word screaming, you know, Eddie, every time you would look down, I'd be right there. Like, uh, we'll get into that a little more, but, uh, it was, uh, it was a great experience. I highly recommend, uh, camping out for three or four days at the next Pearl Jam show. So you can be right up front. And you were, uh, you were at Rail at the Memphis show in 2014 too, right? I was, I, uh, I won GA for that one as well. I was also, I won GA for the three shows in 2016. Then I went to, um, Jacksonville, Columbia and Greenville. So I was on the rail for those as well. You are had a pretty jackpot. good had a pretty yeah. good run. Yeah, getting that lottery for you. Um, yeah, I, I feel like we had talked about it, and and we were probably within two or three people of each other at that uh, at that right. Memphis show. Right. Yeah. Because you were right near Stone, I was like Whoops. right in between Eddie and Stone. About. Yeah. So, hmm. I, I now I bought a beer for because I went and I really had to go to the bathroom. Uh, right as we got in, so I, I kind of got to got to the spot and told everybody, hey, you know, can I uh, can can I leave real quick? I'll I'll go buy somebody a beer. That wasn't you that I bought a beer for, was it? It was not. It was okay. not me. I did, I however, sure. I did I did call Wash as the uh, as the opener, not opener of that show because it had been raining all day, yep. and uh, I texted the the guy that I my ticket buddy for that show. I was like, we're we're getting Wash at this show. And sure enough, we did. Sure enough, we did. Um, all right, let's uh, let's get into Charlotte 2013 here. With you kind of alluded to it, opener not opener, as they would do at this time. Uh, Pendulum is really every single show you know that they're going to open with. Uh, I went to I think four of the Lightning Bolt shows, and every single time they open with Pendulum, which is is fine because i think it was one of the brooklyn shows i ended up uh i was still on the escalator during pendulum so i didn't really mind missing that song and got in my seat right when uh when wash started so it was actually pretty good timing uh but uh what'd you think of this version i mean and what do you think of it as an opener in general like i i thought it was pretty interesting choice that kind of grew on me after a while uh but they decided this whole entire tour that that that's how it was going to go they were they were going to do pendulum i think it's cool i think it gives that you know it gives that tour kind of a stamp that like when you hear a bootleg you're like okay and then that's something they'd never done before you know it's something like you know when you hear pendulum first you're like oh it's it's 2013 it's 2014 it's that show and right. i think that they and a lot of times and you guys have done a lot of like shows you know after album releases and everything and a lot of times they're not sure where where songs are going to fit in you know this song hasn't kind of worked its way to its present location yet and i think they they kind of realize that this one is it doesn't really fit in the middle of a set it doesn't really fit in an, in an encore maybe opening an encore i think it did once um but it, it kind of sets a sets a mood and uh kind of lets them kind of get off to kind of not a soft open but more like just a relaxed open like let's get comfortable settle in uh let's start with pendulum and then we'll go from there yeah you know i think that um pendulum is really good if you're doing the slow burn uh but i don't know if if i would tamper with doing pendulum and then into something like a corduroy or a last exit i don't know if i would go that far which 
again, I, I I'm not even sure they they've done that because yeah, most I don't, of I don't these think they shows, did. I think I think this 2013 2014 run was a lot of of slow burns. I think almost every show had at least one or two after Pendulum that were a little more on the low key side. Yeah, uh, overall, I I think this was a pretty good performance. Um, it was a little tough to tell, uh, you know, compared to other versions, whether or not this one was a little quicker, had more of a quicker tempo than other versions that seemed to kind of plot along. But uh, it sounded really crisp on the bootleg. It sounded like a really good recording. Yeah, it was definitely super crisp. And actually, Randy, it's good you touch on that, uh, that you thought it might have been a little little faster. I, th- I thought it was a energetic performance of the song and it was good to hear because I really like the song and I really love it as an opener. Uh, and, and it definitely felt like they were putting uh, a lot behind it, which, which just that little bit of difference made me feel like it was going to be that kind of show, like a, just a, a nice full sounding show, a crisp, um, energetic, you know, whatever you want to call it. And, and, and I also agree with what you said about having a, like a tour stamp on it because Pearl Jam, they don't really have stamps, but they have trends and even trends are kind of sometimes open for, uh, changes and switch arounds and stuff like that. But yeah, no, I, I like pendulum as an opening for that reason. You it places you in the time. And like I said, I, I do really like the song as an opener and I loved this version. I thought it sounded great. Well, you get, you know, it's, it's cool live too. Cause you get, you get Mike with the bow on the guitar, making kind of mm. the little crazy noises. They bring down those green lights and start swinging them around. And so it's like a, it's a whole experience to, it's kind of, and you know, it's like I said, it's, it sets the mood, like settle in We're we're here for a long time. Um, and let's just, let's relax and, and just get into it. And I kind of like that when they open with pendulum and you know, right away that it's going to be a slow burn open and it sort of brings this era of mystery to the next two songs that are about to to come up because you know you can go in any direction with this and i think uh what we do here at this show um is that the second song is a pretty common direction that they took during this tour and the third song was not exactly a common direction but it was a uh definitely a delight to hear it uh so start from uh the first one here it goes from pendulum into low light and really low light is exactly where i want it here it's the number two it's my spot i love it in this spot um however it kind of caught me off guard a little bit this version it feels like in the bootleg uh recording one of the guitars still has that kind of twangy sound. I think it was Stone Side, and it didn't sound like it mixed very well with, with Mike's guitar. So, I don't know, it, it felt like kind of like almost a dueling banjos in a way where the two were kind of uh, going at it sound after sound with me, and it, I, I feel like it took me out of this performance. I like my low light going at it, to be to be clear. That's that's something I, you know, I don't think they're good. I think they, you know, the guitars need to be separated a little bit and you don't want it to be too muddled. Um, so I think they probably go for a distinction there, but yeah, I thought it was a, a great version. Yeah. I thought it, I thought it started out a little, a little, uh, loose because mainly of what Randy said, uh, which I hadn't even noticed before. I was just kind of 
jamming along to it, listening to it, one of my all-time favorite songs, and this one sounded really good, and then I started to pay attention to it a little bit more on my second listen, and uh, and Randy, I, I did catch what you were saying, and what I mentioned to you was the, the beautiful thing about really well-mixed bootlegs is they'll pan Mike and, and Stone on each side, and they're usually mixed so well, or they usually just play so well together that uh, even though parts are different, they fit well, and... I thought for low light that was happening a little bit, but I didn't think it went throughout the whole song. I think whatever was going on was eventually fixed because it seemed to really tie together at the um, at the end of the song. And not to jump way ahead here, but uh, just an example of what I'm talking about. In Black, they do a very similar riff. I think they even do the exact same lead riff at one point. And on this bootleg, it's like... It, it matches each other so perfectly while being just a little bit different tonally because of different guitars or, or however, but it's just such a seamless style of playing. And uh, it, that was a little bit off in the beginning of this low light, but I thought, I thought it smoothed out uh, before the end and I was, I was back on board with it for sure. Yeah, it definitely, I feel like the beginning definitely had a little bit. It was like, um, it was a bit of a stutter. I, I don't know if it was right. a, like a, almost like a false start, but it wasn't, it wasn't bad, but I don't know if you noticed this, but I think Ed uh, kind of he jumped it, jumped, jumped in a little the gu- too. Early. Yeah, yeah. We've been hearing, we've been hearing a lot of like uh, uh, low lights lately, where someone jumps the gun on a part, which just shows that it's a really <laughs> interesting song. You know, that's that's Jeff for you. You know, you gotta you gotta get into Jeff's head a little bit, and it's it, it could be kind of dark and scary sometimes. But he he he'll write some really beautiful songs, but. Uh, you just you got to pay attention when you're playing Jeff's songs. Yeah, um, was this version better than the MSG version that we covered oh, last week? Light year. elephant in the room. Light years better version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned loose. I think that's going to be a theme too. You know, they were they're definitely more relaxed and comfortable and like having more fun and playing around at the show. Yeah. It's not, you know, compared to compared to Atlanta 94 where everything was angst and angry. And, you know, this is definitely the opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah. He seemed to be, Eddie seemed to be in a really good mood all night. Uh, I'm sure that that showed being right in front of him. I'm sure uh, the whole band seemed to be pretty loose and, and we'll get to that moment with uh, stone in a little while that uh, really kind of opened things up. But one last note on uh, low light. Um, we don't talk about this enough, but Ed crushed the ending of this, that hitting that, that long note at the end, your dream I see. And, and just uh, keeping that note going on for forever. And, and I really feel like he crushed it on this night. Yeah, I think he he tries a little harder on those when it's in the beginning of the set. You know, the the voice isn't as blown out, so you get you get a little uh a little extra there. It builds sure. a lot of tension right up front too and it it just pumps you up as a as a a viewer. Yeah, no, uh that was definitely um it's it's definitely one of the high points of the song and I I think that uh we should definitely bring it up a little more because I realized that it's uh it is not an easy thing to do when you are singing this song live. So um, we move forward, and I know I kind of teased it a couple seconds ago, uh, saying that this song wasn't exactly uh, a typical number three song, but it works really well. We're going to play it here, and, man, we're going to talk about it because it just sounds really good on this night. Here's present tense. Present tense. 
tree bends Doors inspire Leaning out to catch the sun's rays Listen to be your pride Oh, again, something out of this You can spend your time alone Redigesting past regrets This is a a very well much above average version of this song. Um, you know, dare I say, one of the better ones that that I've heard in the last couple months. Um, there's some kind of effect on the guitar here that's making this. It's giving me that early '90s vibe that we used to hear out of the band. And uh, Mike's guitar is just incredibly. It has this funky vibe to it. It's got this really really interesting sound, and it. Um, it brings, I feel like that, that, that vibe that Mike brings with, with, uh, his sound kind of brings a different kind of energy to the song. And once it kicks into the second verse, Matt's really setting the pace. It's getting really upbeat and, um, Ed is crushing every part he's supposed to crush and without sounding like he's overdoing it. They were really playing off each other during that jam session, you know, when it gets a little faster at the end they really you know they were they were really like you know mike and jeff going off each other stone and matt like it was i love this version and uh i remember you know being up front as soon as they as soon as mike went into that opening riff you know everyone on the rail looked at each other and was like whoa like we're getting this this early what are we in for tonight yeah you know that's it's one of those things that you're like okay curveball you know what are we in for here is this going to be one of those like one of those crazy nights, you know. And you don't think about it, but when they play present tense in this spot compared to whether they play it in, I don't know, a post-even flow type spot, I feel like there's a different vibe because when you play it here, it's sort of at the end where they're kind of doing the buildup. It's getting you ready for everything, and it's kind of it's building to – uh, the next section and really the section where they start to get energetic here. Uh, and while maybe later in the set, it's kind of seen as sort of a semi cool down where it's kind of the beginning is giving you a cool off from even flow or something that's a little harder. So it's a different, it's a different vibe The the song can be used in so many different ways here. I, I, I personally, I think I like it better this way. 100% and uh, Randy you don't have to say maybe you don't have to say dare I say because this is for me like the I think it's the best present tense that I've ever heard uh, the the placement the bridge the intro the outro everything about it 
made this the absolute uh, best part of this entire bootleg entire show for me. This was this was beyond uh, above average. This was amazing. I'll take anything off of no code at any time. So I was thrilled. Yeah, they did a couple off no code in this show that we're going to get to. And um, yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. If you get no code at a show in this day and age, it, it's kind of like getting a nice little prize there. So, um, you know, a lot that transition going in from this into last exit, I really feel like it built up that energy that you wanted to keep for the early part of the set. And uh, last exit being the first of the out of the cool down. Uh, I enjoyed it. I think it was a really good way to break into the exciting part in the, uh, in the set. Um, maybe I would have liked a corduroy or why go here a little better out of present tense, but it didn't affect my enjoyment of the song. Last exit is great. It's one, it's one of the most underrated ones on Vitology for me, but as soon as it starts, you know, immediately those drums start, you immediately know what you're getting. Yeah, uh, no notes on last exit for me. Actually, it was just a nice, straightforward performance of the song. sounded 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 good. Loved it. And you're starting and you're starting off yield no code vitality, which is you know that's that's great for a two thousand for a two thousand thirteen show. No no complaints. Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. Five songs in and you're getting two from yield. I think that's uh, you're in a pretty good spot, especially when you're touring and promoting a new album. Uh, as they go from last exit in to do the evolution, which is just, I, th- I think it's the, um, it's the song that can go anywhere. Uh, and right here really works while last exit kind of gets you going evolution, uh, gets you going a little faster, gets you going a little harder. And, um, it's an immediate crowd pleaser on this one. And it feels really snugged, tight version, energy's flowing, not much else to really say there it's difficult to fail on this version yeah no no hand claps you know at the in the bridge or anything but stone does uh he does a little melodic kind of thing and during the solo that you don't usually hear it's kind of cool uh yeah you know i i really like the transition here and i'm never going to complain about getting do the evolution especially if i'm at the show uh but uh, I'm I'm starting to fall off the wagon of of it being a chameleon song where you could place anywhere. I I I'm starting to prefer it later on um, over earlier. Uh, it's fine, but I don't, I don't know. I feel like there there should be more of a build up to it. Almost like uh, not that they jumped the gun on it here, but. I don't know if it was uh, showcased enough. It, it sounded fantastic, but yeah, no, I, you know what? I'm I don't, I don't think it could go anywhere anymore. I like it later. I'm I'm just you know that's, what? Uh... I I I agree. I think it, it's earned the right to be one of those, almost one of those encore two songs. You know, like it's it's been around long enough. It's yeah. become the crowd favorite. It, it it can hang it can hang with the black and the alive, hundred percent, and the porch oh, and all course. that stuff. So I'm I'm okay with that. And I, you know, and at this point, I, and I love the, and I love the punk rock songs, the Spin the Black Circle and sure. Save You and Brain of Jay. So one of those here would have been fine. Yeah, and like I said, I love the transition, and and they have great momentum going here. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I think I just like it showcased a little bit more instead of just um, putting a spot where it's it's progressing the set that leads up to uh, even flow. I guess you could say. Yeah, I, 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 you know, it's it's hard to say. 
I don't I don't like to say that it's wasting a song because I don't I don't think it is. I think it's bringing no. I, you know, I don't think it'll ever be in wasted. Corp- in corporate speak, you're bringing something that has a lot of value to a, a place that might not have that value. Um, you know where where you'll play something else here or a typical song here like a corduroy or or a wygo, uh, and you're getting evolution. It feels maybe a little more unique and maybe a little more special because that's what evolution is. And because it can be a song in an encore too, makes it even more special that they are playing it in that spot. I, I really, I can take it anywhere at this point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I would never complain. Uh, just it's, it's definitely a pillar of the set wherever it goes, you know, it, it stands out wherever it is. Unless it's Fenway night two, 2018 and they cross it off. Then it doesn't stand anywhere. <laughs> That was the only show they didn't play it that year. We'll get to some of the ones they crossed off at this show a little later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's another good point. Yeah. Uh, if you see a picture of this set list, this is like, talk about calling audibles. This is, I've never seen a set like this. It is all over the place. And that made me. Scribbling and yeah. arrows everywhere. Bo- yeah. Boxes, go here, go there. It's it's wild. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, we'll have to post it at some point. Definitely. So. Um, all right, we go from evolution into lightning bolt and, um, you know, I, I feel like we kind of, when we were saying, uh, you're putting the stamp on it for pendulum, I feel like lightning bolt and mind your manners was, was very much putting a stamp on sort of the early ish part of the sets in, on the lightning bolt tour. Uh, and I guess listening to it in hindsight, I'm sort of thinking, you know, maybe it's a little too obvious of a spot. And it's, of course, some might say it comes off as, you know, you're just promoting the album early, which is fine. It doesn't really make a difference. But I feel like during this tour, they were placing Lightning Bolt and Mind Your Manners together in early spots way too often instead of kind of mixing them around and mixing them up. So if you look at most set lists from, from this tour, you'll you'll see that uh they they stick with this formula a lot and it's not uh it's not like i didn't want it here but maybe i would have liked an animal type uh instead of this well lightning bolt and mind your manners i think are the two on that album that translate the best live so i can see why they would want to put those early on lightning bolt especially the live versions are so much better than the studio version they do a little jam at the end of this one and it's really cool uh, yeah, Randy, you know that I'm not a fan of the song Lightning Bolt, but as I'm known to do, if it sounds good, I will always give it credit, and I, I do that all the time. We talk a lot also about you know songs being rushed and songs just being fast, and to me, this was the defining moment or definition, defining defining definition of, <laughs> of the difference between uh, being fast and being rushed. This was totally rushed there is no room to breathe here and uh it it almost felt like a different song uh there are parts where it sounds like eddie's just about to pass out uh because he's just trying to get everything in and and uh i've said it before well i, I don't I, like I, lightning I wonder... bolt, but I'll, I'll say when lightning bolt sounds good and i have said it, it has sounded really good before uh this one i i i didn't think sounded that good 
You know, I wonder because you say that it sounded like Eddie was trying to catch up. He was a little winded or something like that. But I thought that it sounded in the second chorus, I thought it sounded like he dropped his mic or something because he he sort of it, it was it was sort of mid mid chorus where he just stops. But it feels like he's almost it was almost abrupt and, and not like he's catching up. I, I feel like he dropped his mic. Do you remember something like that happening, John? Is or? that when he puts on the guitar? Is this I think is this the song where halfway through he puts on the guitar? You know what? I, I, I wasn't watching the footage of this, so it, it's tough. It's tough to tell on the bootleg. Yeah. And if he was having trouble, he could have just stuck out the microphone out to me because I was right there. I could have taken yep. over it. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, now checking in for Eddie, uh, John Farrar in front. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought this version overall was pretty good. And, uh, you know, aside from obvious placing, which is just sort of kind of a hindsight thing when you're listening to the lightning bolt shows, you want a little bit of variety. Uh, but at the time, uh, not really not really a bad thing to to put mind your manners and lightning bolt in this early spot and uh that's where we get to ed speaking here right before mind your manners and ed says where's my manners good evening uh we get people up there and there and there and there and then i don't i don't know exactly he's kind of just pointing in the crowd and 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 kind of talking about how big the crowd is but he said they haven't been to charlotte in 10 years it's good to be back did you call us back did we not call you back to be honest we might be upset because you have a basketball team and we don't we aren't disgusted with you it's the fuckers in oklahoma city who really should have been disgusted with uh and then he says did i say fuckers i meant to say thunders or thunder fuckers if it's okay with you, we're going to make up for all the years. Uh, and uh, they kind of go into minor manners here. That was pretty funny. I think around this time, uh, I don't remember when the Thunder became a team in the NBA, nor do I really care. But I feel like they played Oklahoma City around this time. And they it sounded like they went on a tirade and said, it's not the fans fault. It's the, you know, it's the owner's fault. And I, I don't know if you guys saw the, the fire festival uh, documentaries, but the owner of the thunder uh, who moved the team, I believe um, was somewhat a part of the fire festival. If I can remember correctly, or a part of uh, had some sort of connection with the, the shyster involved in it. Wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, like, right after he was indicted on something, I, I feel like he got into a big car accident and he died, which I, I remember that story happening. Oh, yeah. I think, that's, I think you're right. That does sound familiar. He had to step down from being the the president of the team, and I don't know, but... Uh, well, there. If you, if you move, if you relocate a sports team, there should be some sort of karmic retribution for that. <laughs> yeah um people i you know i live i've been living in connecticut forever and people are still uh claiming the head for uh the guy that owns the hurricanes for for leaving hartford and uh people are really still into the whalers and it, it's oh, yeah. really really depressing and if, and if they're gonna make up for just 10 years not playing in charlotte i look forward to the to the six hour show in atlanta this coming year for speaking and they of, better for do. speaking of making up for lost time 
And they better do porch the same way. They better do garden the same way and deep the same way. Hell, I'd just bring back that whole entire set list. I'd bring Dave A back and uh, well, let's not get yeah. carried away, let's Randy. Get you're, you're getting away. a little you're getting you're, you're getting a little crazy here. Why uh, not? We're 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 building dream scenarios, aren't we? Uh, oh yeah. Uh, actually, I had a I had a question uh, maybe to cue John up for this one. Uh, because I, I hope you have an answer, because I, I also I was not able to watch the footage. I just listened to the bootleg a few times. But uh, in Mind Your Manners, the, uh, the I caught myself believing that I needed God part, it sounds like he says, I caught myself believing, help that guy out, that I needed God. Was there somebody up against the rail that was getting squished or was in, in trouble? I think it was... Or? There was it was behind me from what I remember, but yeah, okay. he does make a little quick like I was I was curious if somebody was crowd surfing. I thought maybe yeah, if someone got tossed over or something, it could have been it, it, okay. it very easily could have been. Yeah, yeah, it was funny that he just threw that because I think he ass. looks or he points to the side, so I don't think at that point I wasn't you know when you're when you're directly there you're not I, mean, I wasn't worried about anything happening behind me, right. um, but yeah, I think there was there was some shenanigans going on. Gotcha. Yeah. What'd you guys think of the song? I thought I thought the beginning sounded a little bit muffled, uh, but it got into it got into it. I guess a little a little bit sloppy, but you know what? It. Uh, I mean, for for a blatant Dead Kennedys homage slash ripoff, it's not a bad song. Yeah, I don't care where it is or really how it sounds. I'll I'll like it every time. I'm kind of biased towards it. I just I liked it when it came out. It's short and sweet and fast and. It's yeah, it's just that type of song where it can sound sloppy or loose or super tight. Uh, sometimes Mike doesn't even play the solo the solo all that well. Sometimes he totally flubs the notes. He doesn't slide up enough, and it's completely flat. And um, it's just that type of song. I, I really don't care if they screw it up completely because it it doesn't take me out of the uh, the energy or emotion for it. So yeah, I, I rarely have notes on minor matters because I, I like it. I like it. No matter no matter what, really. Yeah, it's it's like I said, it's one of those where the live version is is way better than the studio version. See, I still yeah. I still love the studio version. I love how it re- how it's recorded. I love how it sounds. Uh, I just I just love the song. It's yeah. it's cheesy and quick, and uh, sometimes I sometimes you you need something like that, you know. I don't know. I, I agree with John. I think this is a way better live song than it. Is. It's not a bad album. No, song, no, not, not at all. Yeah, at no. All. I, I like them both. I, I like the I like the live version. How how they could be like I said, super tight or super loose with it. They could be sloppy. They could be tight. But yeah, I mean, I'll I'll always love the studio version as well. Kind of going back to what I was saying um, with the placement of the three lightning bolt songs, pendulum lightning bolt, minor manners, getting them sort of out of the way early. They've kind of the last, you know, since, since uh, they've really been off touring for lightning bolt, I would say the 2016 tours and 2018 tours, uh, they were still doing minor manners in this spot. And pretty much every night, I would like to see them change it up in the future. I would like to see them, I don't know, maybe, Maybe do mind your manners like two or three before you do porch or yep. every mirror, you know, change it up a little bit, put it towards the end of something, you know, it's earned, it's earned another spot at this point. Hmm. I mean, I'd like, I'd like to see it serve as like a last exit uh, spot too. If you want to just bust into a set, get it over with in like two and a half minutes, 
and just blow just them as, away with just like as this, an opener just with, the, yeah the, with like this crazy yeah. fast solo like i said it doesn't even have to sound good but it's gonna get the crowd moving and and like we sometimes talk about it could be out of the way but it it definitely serves a purpose and randy exactly i completely agree with you it's earned a spot to serve a purpose somewhere else in the set you do get that and it moment where have he. To be every time. You do get that moment where he goes, "What?" and the whole crowd goes, "Mind your manners." You yeah, know? it's kind of a cool, uh, cool crowd moment. Yeah, I, I and I like that that kind of moment. I feel like is a really good early in the set type moment. Mm-hmm. But again, just you know, last exit has gone in totally different places sure. at times, and uh, you know, animals sort of kind of fit into its little niche hole there. But you know, I would like to see mind your manners not be the niche early song and maybe if they wanted to play around with it they can find another spot for it so i think they definitely um, could and it will well, let, let's hope we get a chance to find out <laughs> yes. exactly exactly we go a good transition between the two songs here from mind your manners into severed hand uh they play off each other really well and sound like they deserve to follow each other up on an album. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but it, it felt like a very, very good transition between the two songs here. Severed Hand for the, it's the third or fourth best song on Avocado. I was happy to have it, as you guys say. Um, it's one of, the, one of the best ones off of there that translates live. But again, going back to, you know, if, if, we're, if we haven't played here since 2003, you know, oh, we're going to play a little bit of what, and we get one song from Avocado on this show. And this is it. But if I only have to have one off of avocado, off of avocado, uh, this is probably the one that you want. It's interesting. Yeah, um, I think the transition could have been good, but uh, this intro was real janky for me. They totally bunted the timing. Uh, I don't know if Jeff was too late or if Matt was too early. There was something very strange going on, and it just pisses me off so much because why? Why can't they ever play avocado songs? perfectly like no matter what there's always something that they mess up in an avocado song you know what i think i remember being on the rail i think i tried to point that out to them at the time i was trying to get their attention like guys, like, guys can we what? can Come we on. maybe restart that can we can Jesus we take that again <laughs> maybe just like... maybe just just I, I was i was giving them some notes like maybe work it up you know let's where we're here let's 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 get going you know this isn't this isn't sound checks over like we gotta we're this is the real show we gotta step it up Come on, more more avocado-y, guys. How do you how do you put some more avocado on this? Come on. I had a little sharpie with some poster board, like holding up, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I feel like that wasn't that wasn't the last time that Jeff had a little uh, uh, problem uh, getting into songs a little late. Uh, I don't remember what the next song that I had that written down in, but there was another situation here where I noticed. That he was either a little late to us. I I know what song it is now. Well, that's yeah. that's way later. You know what? I so if you watch it. any of these any of these shows, he's he's jumping around almost every song. So yeah, that's I'll, true. I'll, yeah. I'll take the jumping over missing a note every now and then. It does kind of it does kind of get me a little little annoyed. At this show, he he did have a lot of little flubs, and I do understand it's he's got to keep the energy up, and he and he definitely does. But sometimes it's like, you know, if he does it a few times in one song, it's like. Okay. It just as a bass player, sometimes it it kind of it's like an itch I can't scratch. It's like I want to go back and fix that note because it was probably jumping off the drum riser, and it's like maybe nail the note first and then jump. I don't know. It's 
Well, it's you know, as it's as fine. a former bass player myself, I'll take the opposite. I'll take I I wish I would have <laughs> jumped around more and missed more notes and thrown myself around more instead of playing everything right. perfectly. It's 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 not punk if you if you don't miss notes. <laughs> Come on. Well, that's uh, that... not entirely true, but I'll, I see what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> you have to fu- you have to fuck up when you're playing in a small venue. Oh, boy, that, oh, there, boy. No and besides, question. it's the bass. Who cares? You guys, well, that's true. But, Randy, don't get me off on a tangent here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've never fucked up on bass before, have you? Well, save that, never, save that for Rand, save that for Randy Palooza. Was, oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, that'll be a... Uh, hey, that, that's different, though. I was like 16. <laughs> <laughs> not, it, not as polished of a player as you are. No, now. not at all. We go from severed hand into even flow. Um, most important part about this even flow, I think the best part about it for me is that uh, uh, it's very rare to get the Matt Cameron drum solo in this. And I can only think of a few other times that, that we've heard it. And um, really, he we never get solos from him in general. So I, I just I, I think it's time to really spotlight Matt on this song and. Uh, and hear what he's got cooking, because this is a, a really good section of Evenflow. So uh, let's listen to some Matt fucking Cameron. It's uh, it's not the typical even flow like we usually kind of say. You know, it, it sounds good and Mike sounds good and everything in this sounds good. We have a little something else to it. So, um, what'd you guys think of it? I thought it was great. You know, the even flow. I th- if I remember, it might have this might have even been like an impromptu drum solo because I don't think Eddie was back on stage by the time Mike had finished. So it might have even been something where Matt like looked to his left and saw that, you know, cause he, Eddie hadn't come back from the backstage yet. So he might've just taken over, which makes it that, that much more impressive. Um, but this, you know, even flow has kind of become about the drums now, you know, it's, it used to be, you know, back in the nineties, it was more about that guitar riff and like the riff dives and then comes back and it was, had a little bit of a groove to it. And you, you kind of lose that now, but the, the Matt has just taken over the song and made it his own. Like every time I hear even flow now, I, I just want to listen to the drums. I, I think you're right. It might've been an impromptu uh, drum solo because you get a little bit of mic, you get, you get a little bit of the drums, but it's not a really long version. And maybe they just supplemented it with, with, with the, with the drum solo, which I, I'll take every time. I, it's rare and it's awesome. You know, you can't. There was can't a. Deny there was. That. A, was it 2005 or 2006 where he was doing like the, the full drum solo every time? There were there was one tour where he did, like a long drum solo on it, and he might have just gone back to that to fill some space. Yeah, I think yeah, maybe I think that might be what happened. That sounds about right there. Yeah. That you're saying there. 
But th this was another even flow, and I've said it before. By the time it comes up, I, I wasn't ready for it because of how interesting the set list has been so far. You know, even flow is in its, you know, basically its regular-ish spot, number nine. But I feel like the set was was really flowing so well, it it snuck up on me. Yeah, uh, you know, it felt it kind of felt like that whole section was an opening section, and there wasn't. There wasn't a cool off before even flow. It was just kind of a, um, uh, it was just kind of rocking into even flow, and, and it kind of, in a way, felt like it was capping off that whole entire opening section, or at least that last three, um, which I'll kind of get to in a second here with daughter, uh, as that follows even flow here, and usually I'd kind of. I don't know. I'd, I'd say something about following up a single with a single, but um, I thought when you when you think of the last four songs here, um, you have Minor Matters being the punk song. You have just a regular old rock and roll song in Severed Hand. Then you have an arena rock song in Even Flow, and then you have a pop rock in Daughter. And the four songs have are so different in personalities that I thought Daughter really fit well and blended well in this little section here. And honestly can be considered, you know, if you want to say that daughter sort of finished off this section, I'm okay saying that it's just that, you know, usually you kind of say even flow finishes or starts off a new section because it it's even flow. And that's your, the first expectation that comes to your mind. But honestly, I'm talking myself into saying that daughter sort of, finishes off this little opener or or mid opener here well yeah it's a chance every every time you know even flow is kind of a chance to hit reset on the on the show a little bit so i uh, you know I, I love daughter after even flow i think the the intro of daughter it always takes me back to being you know 14 15 years old and uh you know that's one where i love the studio version probably just as much now as i did then and uh and every time I hear that guitar intro, I'm I'm into it. Um, I think it it works really well here. Love the song. Yeah, Randy, I completely agree. I think it does cap it off well because, like like John said, with the with the guitar intro, this one was really crisp, really clean, and it's a fantastic version of Daughter. Uh, and I was giving Jeff a little bit of shit before, but I felt this Daughter had one of the best sounding upright bass tones I've ever heard. Uh, or or ever heard in, in the bootleg that we've been doing. It was perfect. I mean, it was spot on. I, you would never tell that it was his upright. It was so crisp. It was so precise. Interesting tag, of course. Uh, and I thought it was pandering, but I loved it. <laughs> Hey-ho, let's go. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just, that's crowd participation uh, 101 there, uh, you know. Uh, well, also that's... the Atomic Dog as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, for, I was like, oh, geez. And then I'm like, yeah, all right, that was pretty cool. Well, I, I remember too. I remember as soon as they go into that part, you know, I'm, you know, again, I'm front and center, and I, I hear to my left, everyone else on the rail start to go into another brick in the wall, and I just remember <laughs> looking like, really? Like we're still, That's... we're still just going into that every time. So yeah, that? you know, I love, love the crowd response and you know, atomic dog is a cool, uh, cool little thing to, to let him kind of go off on the, on the vocal riff there. Yeah. And it's not, it's not usually part of daughter. I think when we saw seen in the past, it, it's been sort of part 
of the down uh, the downtime when they used to close with blood right. in the mid nineties. Right. Uh, that that's that's where I'm familiar with Atomic Dog. So it's a little it's kind of a callback to that, which I, I think is pretty cool. I thought it fit way better here, to be honest. It, you you might be right. You might be right. I'm good with it. You know, I'm good with it. You know, you know how much I bash the tags, and just because you know maybe. It's overdoing it, but I, I feel like this was doing it just right here. Um, you know, when they do WMA or they do It's Okay, it's kind of, it's almost like they're doing another song attached on to Daughter, but this was really more of a definition of what a tag should be. Just a, a little snippet of something and a little something enjoyable. Yeah, which... the, the It's Okay could be categorized more as like a medley because they do change the progression but in a way yeah i still i don't know it's okay man it's it's got such a good uh uh melody that having it be considered more of a medley in the song i'm fine with too because it it, it is very uh so would this be sounding. more of this would be more of a snippet uh, the, 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 the blitzkrieg, I think would be more of a snippet that I didn't care for that. I yeah, thought was little, yeah. Cause but the atomic you're not, dog you're is not cool. getting into the actual song with, with, with blitzkrieg Bob. You're right. just saying, Hey, let's go. So what you do I is bar- you, I barely count that. Yeah. If you want to count them as tags, then, then you double down here and you do two. So I just wanted to get you guys off on that snippets versus tags thing again. Uh, <laughs> well, it's you know, I th- it's been a while. Yeah. And I think our definition uh, it'll change all the time to we'll say something that'll totally contradict what we said like three episodes ago and but i think we'll be able to back it up every time yeah i i think yeah i think that uh the snippet definitely goes towards the hey ho let's go and then the, the tag uh part if you want to call it atomic dog is a little bit more of a tag because at least they're actually singing how the song goes Okay, so if you guys are playing along at home, make sure you make a note of that for the official. <laughs> uh, your snippet and tag bingo. Yeah. If you have hey, if you have uh, Blitzkrieg Bop on your uh, on your bingo board, you can as a, you can cross as a it snippet. Right off. Yeah, you got to put the little bean on there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Ed speaks again and and says he wants to toast all of you. He says, "Seems like this stuff this stuff never matters to us, but it's kind of nice." Uh, embarrassed to say that we're fortunate enough that our record we've just made has now been number one for two weeks. So we just want to say thanks. And it's nice to be number one because sometimes you feel like a number two. Oh, way to bring everybody's spirits up. Oh, the, the dad jokes abound. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he says, we didn't have to show our tits to do it. So, uh, so yeah, so fir- as soon yeah, as he go, does go that, ahead. as soon as he says that, you know, if you... You can look. He kind of looks over in Stone's direction. I don't know if he was looking at it. Just looked in the direction. So, you know, I immediately, of course, point to Stone. Like, let's go. Let's see it. And, you know, it it kind of picked up, like, immediately, like, the four people to the left of me immediately, you know, saw it because they were looking that direction anyway. So we kind of get the whole front row pointing at Stone. And you can hear it, you know, there's, you should, you should play it. There's the, the crowd kind of like rushes up because he does actually lift the shirt and show the nipple, uh, you know, so, you know, we get, we got, we got a little, a uh, little risque at, uh, at this one. But, uh, you know, the other thing is, is that, uh, you know, it, it's not, um, 
You know, we didn't have to show our tits to do it. And the, the reaction from the rest of the band is classic. Like you see like Jeff kind of like pumps his fist and turns away laughing and like <laughs> Matt is kind of cracking up behind the drum set. And like it, it was it was a great moment. And though the, they do they do call back to it later. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but we'll, we'll talk about I did. that later. Yeah, I did. Um, Stone, man, is Stone just everybody's uh, is he everybody's whipping uh, whipping bag here? Is, Stone is, is Stone is the best. And. <laughs> like I think I, you know, I, I'm, I, I, I have this opinion that Stone is the best rhythm guitar player of all time. Like if I was starting a band, like if you, if we were playing fantasy rock band, he would be my number one pick for for rhythm guitar. He makes everyone in the band better. He he does everything well, um, and he doesn't get enough get enough credit. I think. I, at one of the one of the 2016 shows I was at, I forget which one I was I was on the rail right in front of him again, and I, you know, it was one of those where you know Mike jumps out into the barrier and kind of goes into the crowd, and Eddie's running around all in the monitors and everything, and I remember like motioning to Stone like, come on, come on, come to me, let's let's do a little interaction. He just shook his head no because he's a badass and he doesn't need to do that. No, he just shuffles. Yeah, he's got to shuffle. He's, he's the, the best. best. He's he's the best one. Um. All right, so uh, after after we get to see a little uh, little uh, stone stone gone wild here. Well, and you noticed, uh, sorry, you know too. He after immediately after Eddie goes plummeting. We're we're plummeting. We're going down. Like that's <laughs> that's it. It's over. Uh, he says the next song we've been saving uh, to play live, and we haven't played it yet. It's the opener off the new record, and uh, a lot of. You hear a lot of intense cheers after this, and it's not like it definitely feels like more of the passionate fan base, like not the whole entire crowd, but you can hear a select bunch of people maybe in the front rows mm-hmm. that are excited about oh, yeah. this. What was the reaction? It was great because they, if you remember, you know, they hadn't played it yet. Obviously, they're at that whole first leg of the tour, and it started to become a thing. I remember on the forums because, you know, everyone's following. Yeah. I think even maybe even Periscope was a thing by by this point. So people are always like – people were wondering, oh, who's going to get Getaway? When are they going to play Getaway? Because it was the last one from that album that they hadn't played. Um, so people were – I remember the going back and looking at the reaction like, oh, Charlotte got Getaway. Like, what the hell? Um, but it was it – was, it definitely become like a thing as to when they were going to break it out finally. And uh, and they did. We're gonna play it for you. We're gonna talk about it. Probably uh, probably more than than most songs that we're gonna talk about on this show. So uh, we'll we'll let you decide how it sounds, and then we're gonna get into how we feel about it. So uh, here it is, live on Four Legs debut, a Pearl Jam debut, the debut of Getaway.
you said, it was it was a pretty big ordeal. I, I remember because going to the four of the shows that I went to, they didn't play Getaway, and that was probably the number one song that I wanted to hear after hearing both Minor Manners and Lightning Bolt and Wrigley. I don't, I don't um, know if you can hear, but this is I'm making the world's smallest violin sound that you got to go to four shows and, and didn't get to hear Getaway. I'm so sorry. Well, I... So sorry I, about that. Did you that was the one I wanted shows? to hear. And didn't get to hear the one song getaway that you wanted. And I got got to go to one show, and and accidentally got it. So I, I apologize. I'm so sorry. We'll, we'll we won't we, we won't let it happen again. Oh, I got I got other live debuts, buddy. Well, I got sure the live did. debut of my of uh, my father's son, and I got the live debut of um, Swallowed Whole. So yeah, Swallowed Holes. I think that, that's a different song. Don't don't get confused. <laughs> No, they're saving that one for the next uh, okay. the next album. Okay. Uh, so I got I got thoughts on this, um, man. You listen to the song, and it's such a it's a really good opener. And dare I say, you know, every opener that they have is for an album is a really good album opener. And uh, Getaway might crack the top five for me. And when they get into this. Oh, the intro is just, it's disappointing that they went in this direction and they didn't go full out. It didn't sound like the album version. It just sounded like a cheap watered down version of it. Um, and, and, and it's dropped down too. uh, I think that kind of, you know, that sort of gets a little, uh, get, gets some points deducted from it, but, um, I don't know. I, I wasn't, and, and most versions after it were played pretty much the same. They didn't, you know, go back and say, okay, let's kind of change it up and do it like how we did on the album. I think the, the way they did it in Wrigley this past year was kind of the same way where you're not getting that dun, 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 dun. You're just getting dun, 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 dun. And it just, it didn't sound good to me. Well, I remember, I remember thinking that they were off a little bit, maybe in that first like pre-chorus part. I remember kind of, I do remember them thinking like, oh, we're this is this kind of got lost, but then they pick it right back up. But it's it's a sneakily complicated song. I think it's got a lot of parts, got a lot of tempo changes. So I'm sure one reason they hadn't played it because they were probably sound checking it every night trying to get it right. Um, but it definitely picks back up in the when they get to the the fast part at the end and if you i remember him singing right to me like at the very end that part where he gets gets real low down and i was trying to reach up as as uh as high as i could get and screaming back at him that that was the part i remember yeah i uh uh, randy i was talking to you about it that it was a little disappointing at first i listened to it a few more times uh i it came across as a little bit of a filler here i i i didn't love it but i i didn't hate it i thought it just wasn't confident enough that makes sense so yeah I, yeah i definitely feel like they it was a little tentative especially at the first half like going into that first chorus yeah i was gonna say john you i do agree with you there there are i think there are good points of and good parts of this performance but as a whole i felt like uh, you know Live debut if they're only rehearsing it in sound checks or backstage or you know where, wherever wherever they're going over it if they're going over it at all whatever, um, it it could happen. So uh, I agree with both of you. It's just it was uh, on the on the fence for me. 
you know, I feel like there were a couple songs from this album that just didn't quite grasp what they were trying to do uh, in the album version. Um, and the other one that sticks out in my mind is uh, My Father's Son, kind of going back to what I was saying when I saw it for the first time. Uh, they actually, they botched it pretty early on, and you hear Jeff kind of playing around with it. He's going, and he's trying to find where he is on it. And obviously the first time he's ever played it, so... Uh, you know, give him a pass and give him somewhat of a pass on this version. But, you know, from, from what I've heard, they, they didn't really make any adjustments after this. Uh, I'm not sure about my father's son. Um, I haven't heard another version of that live in a while. Uh, but it feels like those two from the album didn't quite translate. And it's, it's kind of disappointing. Agreed. Yeah, I, and you know what? I, this is the only one from Lightning Bolt that I haven't heard yet, and if I don't get to hear it, then so be it. If it's going to sound like this, I just, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it it just kind of threw me off. It, well, yeah, you know the that's that for me. Like again, screaming, screaming the lyrics at the end, right, right in Eddie's face, made up, made up for the lack of the of the tightness of it for me. Yeah, yeah, I. I I can see that if I was screaming at Eddie's face, it would it would make up for anything. So that's, you know, I get that. But you know what? Also, the first time they play it too has got to be a really good reaction. So, um, you know, I I think most people when reading the reviews of the show are, uh, you know, are saying that this was a highlight, and it still is, no matter if it was uh, poorly performed or or well performed, and. Um, you know, anytime, anytime they bust out a song for the first time is is uh, is definitely interesting. Well, everybody, everybody, email in and tell tell them what you thought. Yep, yes. you can't email in this week. That's the crazy part. So, are we going to get any emails? I don't know. Oh, he'll tough to you'll tough to tell. John will just be critiquing himself. He'll he'll say how he doesn't agree with the guest that was on, and we're gonna say that was you. <laughs> Getaway was great. You guys are crazy. <laughs> what? He was in the front row and did all and didn't do all that. Oh, what the hell? Oh oh. Um, you didn't rush right, the Ed, stage. What, what was what's wrong? Oh, there, with you? there was like there was there was a three hundred pound bouncer in front of me. Though we'll get to that a little <laughs> later too. Uh, Ed uh, says thanks for the response Um, and then to get into a little uh, baseball here too early to call it but 3-0 in the fourth uh, I kind of took that to be that the Red Sox won the World Series that night I never checked because it doesn't really matter they beat the Cardinals that was good enough Uh, I think he does say you know there, there might be sirens in Boston tonight that's right that's kind of what made me feel like it was the World Series of that yeah, year, which I believe so. I, I don't remember that World Series, to be honest with you. I remember being in Buffalo that one show and going back and watching the Red Sox Tigers game, and there was a really uh, somebody somebody was trying to rob a home run, and I think it was Tory Hunter that was trying to rob a home run from like Ortiz or somebody from the Red Sox, and he fell into the bullpen. And I don't remember if he made the catch or not. And I, I don't, it was it was a really it was a really good moment. But um, yeah, I, I remember watching that after the Buffalo show. But uh, that's all I remember from that playoff year. 
but yeah, you mentioned Sirens. That's the next song. Um, it was a song we, we chose for the tournament that did not do very well because it went up against... Um, what did it go up against, John? It went up against something really good, Something right? heavy, yeah. It might have, even, might have been black, even. It might have been black. It might have been porch. It was something that definitely... But hey, still, show some respect for the 63rd best performance of all time, okay? <laughs> there, There's some, you know... Look, we, we had some uh, obstacles that we had to go through with that, and, uh, you know... If and you're it, counting every single performance. Give me a then. second. Give me a second to call out people who, you know, daughter. I think from Showbox ended up 62nd on that. Everybody go back and watch that thing because like he tags War at the end of it. and It's fantastic. Like there's no reason that should have been 62nd. You should all be ashamed well, you, of yourselves. You did. You you put the, together the bracket for that side, and you put that up against Porch from Pink Pop, man. Still. That's tough. Still, it deserved better than 62nd. That's all I'm saying. I completely agree with you, but you you put it up against like one of the most popular porches of all time. Hey, Porch Atlanta almost won the thing, so it did. Don't don't don't, don't look at me. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yep, song number sixty three, Sirens. Uh, seconds into the song, and already I gotta say that it was smooth and soothing. Uh, in the way that it sounded, and I really, I just enjoyed listening to this version. It was, it was pleasurable, melodious to the ear. And they do the little, uh, what I call the sirens reprise at the end, where he just takes the acoustic guitar and kind of does the chorus a couple more times. I would really, uh, I'd really like to hear like a demo version of this or like a stripped down acoustic version. I think that'd be really cool. That would be cool if they did something like an AOL sessions, an unplugged sirens unplugged. Yeah. Hmm, that would be interesting. Yeah, I thought it was butter smooth. I like it when it comes up. Not a song that's always on my radar, but, uh, you know, that sounded great. That's all, that's all I got for it. Uh, the next one is for Ken. And, uh, Ken, you know who you are. You know who you are, Ken. There was a lot of dedications in this show. Can we talk about that for a second? Like, yeah. He evidently, yeah. like, knows a lot of people. There are a lot of people there. Just random. Every it seemed like every song there was a random person. Like this is for this person. Like okay, definitely in the encore. Definitely yeah. in the first encore. Yeah. I I think it sounded like um, somebody got got married uh, recently, and I think it was somebody that was sitting in an army suite uh, or uh, military. Right. I'm not right. I'm not sure. Uh, but he talks about he talks about the troops later on, uh, which we'll get to. Uh, and it might have been dedicated to a bunch of people that were involved with that. So who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ken, this one was for Ken and it's setting forth. So Ken, you better have enjoyed it. God damn it. Um, Matt, we've talked about this a bunch. It's the ultimate filler song. Um, it's catchy. It's catchy to listen to, but it, it doesn't last too long. It's, it's like we want to... We don't want to play Lucan tonight, but we want to play something to tra- to sort of use as a transition song. So instead, they play this. Hold on, hold on. Let, let, stop! Stop the show! Stop the show! Uh, we no, we can't. We can't do that. That 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 that's takes setting a lot of forth work. Setting forth is great. It's the best song on that soundtrack. Matt Cameron, forever. I'm forever grateful to him. It was his idea to bring this to the band and say, "Hey, let's take that song." 
let's play it. I love Setting Forth. It's the song on that soundtrack that probably most represents a Pearl Jam song. How dare you call it filler? <laughs> um, yeah, we've we've talked about this, um, Randy. I do agree. I I do think it is like the ultimate filler, and I I usually don't uh, like okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. But I I will say this this version was fan fucking tastic. All right, and you I've get said, a, you get a pass for now. <laughs> I, I've said that I don't like this, and I don't like it when it pops up, and I think it's sometimes really boring. I think he's trying to avoid a fight. No, I'm being completely honest. Uh, <laughs> I, I I wrote down, setting forth filler, but it sounded amazing. I thought this one was fucking great. I think it usually sounds good. I, I, it I usually bore, dig it, it. It's catchy. It bores and... me sometimes. It's a great song. I feel like it totally takes me out of the moment and, and out of the out of the uh, the set, but this one... This one kept it going for me. I, I was all in for it. Yeah, I I don't have a problem with the song itself, and especially on uh, Into the Wild, uh, I I think it's fine. I think it works, and I kind of agree it's that fine, it's the most. Pro- you guys hear that? It's fine. He says it's fine. Yeah, things are fine. Things <sighs> don't always have to be great or or amazing. Well, it's fine. They're not using it as you know it. They're not putting it by itself, you know. It's it's not in between even flow and daughter. They're not saying like, here's this, you know, song from Into the Wild that we're gonna play, and and it's, that that would be filler. The way it's used, you know, as an intro to Not for You, it's like getting Interstellar Overdrive in front of Corduroy or getting something like that. It's it's just kind of it kind of flows all together. It's like part of a whole, and it it does its job. It's it's not filler. It's a great. I love the song. It's a relief pitcher. That's what I call a relief pitcher spot. It it, it gets it, it gets a hold. So it, if it's going to be a relief pitcher, at least give it credit for getting a hold. I give it a yeah, of course. Yeah, it gets a hold. That's a it's a stupid stat, but it, it sure, why not? What I will say is that it you're right. It worked really well as a transition into not for you. Um and in this show, going the setting forth route instead of going the Lucan route probably works a little better because you aren't playing a lot of those punk songs. It's more, it's a, it's a poppier show, this show, I would say. Um, so, yeah, it, it, fits, it fits the scene of it. Um, so, yeah, g- give, it, give it a hold all at once. It, it, got, it got through the sixth inning and, uh, and got two ground balls and, and a and a pop out maybe he walked the batter who knows uh but yeah it goes good into not for you um which again lucan usually is that spot there uh i enjoyed it i don't want to use the par for the course uh line but it was very much a uh very standard good version of not for you i don't think anything what no, I thought somebody was going. <sighs> oh no, like sorry, that. it wasn't me. No, my. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. I, I, if you hear me clear my throat, my allergies have been like crazy with the changing weather and stuff. I, my allergies. Yeah, are my nose me lately. Is, sorry, no, my nose you're is probably dry you're hearing me just uh, <clears throat> I clear my throat. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh no, I thought I thought you were huffing because no, no, uh, no, no, uh, no. What this not for you is par for the course. Well, I actually, uh, I actually do disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh no i think it sounded i think it sounded good i don't i don't really have uh any more to say and i thought the the tag of modern girl sounded good at the end i, I usually enjoy this song live and i don't think 
I don't think it was better or worse than any other. You know, it's it's lost a little bit of the bite uh, that it used to have, but I, I still love it. Yeah. And, and I and I love the the Sleater Kenny tag as well. I think it's great. Look forward to it every time. And I'll ask you guys, did he? It sounded like there was a lyric change in this too. Like small my table, seats just stone. Was there? Was there a little sneaky? Oh, I didn't. I, didn't I, catch that. I think I heard that too. Yeah. Hmm. And and is does he mean Stone's tits? Because there's two of them. <laughs> it could be. It could be. <laughs> this is crazy. I actually fully disagree with both of you guys. This is a uh, this is a total take it or leave it for me. Usually leave it. This one felt faster. This one felt more full. I am all in on this. Not oh, yeah. for you on this. this no, one. don't this, don't get me wrong. I don't get it. You know, I was speaking more generically. It's you know, it's lost. You know. It, right. Yeah. No. It, as and, as happens, they they can't play it the same way they did in 1994 compared to 1995. But, but yeah. But I know, see. I don't. I, I don't version. like those versions. I think it's it's a little too over the top, and it's a little. It's not as nice to listen to. This was just straightforward rocking. This was this was nice. That this they they upped the tempo a little bit, but it wasn't rushed. And uh, yeah, Randy, you said it's it's not any better or any worse than ones that we've heard. I think this one is leaps and bounds better i loved this version and i don't really like yeah, this song i i, I, I just was, i just i thought it was fine i just man. i totally I, connected with this version wasn't okay. there a version in the 90s that he actually gave out his phone number during the song <laughs> like you can call me and then he he spit out his phone number really oh i want to say there was somebody i'm going to put out the call maybe uh you know, Bagel put out the uh, the call. I would say Bagel to, probably knows there, that. I want to say there was a show in the '90s where he, during that, you know, just call me. He actually spit out his phone number real quick, and I think he got so many messages he had to change the number the next day or something. That reminds me of when uh, Tom Green did his show in Times Square. Oh, and uh, yeah, it was like I remember a, that too. I think it was like the a New Year's episode, and what was his name? Glenn, right? Glenn Humplick. Yeah, Glenn Humplick, and he. They put up on the window for all of Times Square to see Glenn's phone number, but they left out one number. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And it was just like the number one. So everybody in the studio knew that the number one was missing. And I, I think I think they revealed his Hotmail account, too. Maybe. <laughs> awesome. He got crapped on a lot on that show. That was for. Oh, he knew what a- he was getting into. Oh, of course. The Tom Green show. <laughs> being a 13-year-old at, at the time of uh, Tom Green's heightened popularity, man, that was that was good stuff. Not like I'd watch it, you know, 15, 20, however long it is, uh, that was, 20 years later. Who's that Tom was Green? Our... Whoa. Just what? kidding. Just kidding. Oh, okay. Uh, that, that was our, like, after-school thing. You'd, you'd go and you'd, you'd put on MTV and you waited for, like, the Tom Green show and then uh, like Limp Biscuit Nookie music video because that was super huge. <laughs> and it's like, okay, are they going to play it this time? Oh no, okay, well Tom Green's on. Okay, well maybe Limp Biscuit will come on the next time. I remember, I remember that. That was that was big. That was a, a big, strange time that I'm glad is over. My, f- I, there were a lot of really funny Tom Green stuff that that would not translate to today because there was. I don't even want to repeat that he, he made a statue of his, of his mother and father one time. And, uh, I don't want to repeat what it was, but but he put it on their lawn, right? Yeah. 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 He called it. Well, he <laughs> called it the, where's my dinner bitch statue. Yeah. And that would not fly in today's it would not. It would comedic not. society. Uh, but there was one really funny, uh, uh, time where he brought like a petting zoo to his house and, um, 
there were pigs and donkeys and chickens just and he brought them inside the house and every all the animals were shitting all over the place and and his parents had no idea what he was doing and basically had a whole farm inside I, that would that was really funny i think that would translate but it might yeah the statue stuff probably oof, not <laughs> oof. uh all right on to some uh, some comedians can be immortal and uh, stick with you for a long time, and and some are Tom Green, and some are Tom Green, and then <laughs> you know immortality being next. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about immortality next week because next week is the immortality show, being uh, the Orpheum. Uh, but I still think that this is a really high spot for this week, and I still want to play it. So we're going to be we're going to be high on this one for a while, so let's, uh, let's take a listen because it sounds really tight. tour where i really started to develop my love for this song and um it took you that long well no it's 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 it was kind of it it snuck up on me i've always liked the song and i think when i saw after i saw it in buffalo i took a turn from uh you know i i started to love it and um i just remember hearing that same intro uh, that they played on this version and not really knowing what was coming next. Cause I wasn't, I, that was the first time I'd ever heard it live. Uh, and then they go into the dum, 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 and just getting really, really excited uh, while people around me were just kind of somewhat excited. Uh, but this version is awesome. This, I, it's just, it was perfect for the placement uh, coming off of that modern girl tag and sort of you wanted them to go into something paced that way because uh, that's sort of what they were alluding to. And I think Immortality really worked well here. Yeah, it has a real nice, they do that really soft kind of 
in pretty intro that builds into it is great. And, uh, you know, this is one where, again, talking about the placement, it always ends up in the spot, like near the end of the first set. And it's one you'd almost, you know, it, it could also be in an encore one or an encore two, you know, give me, give me like a black immortality alive and then encore two. And let's see how it holds up. It's one of, it's one of their top 10 songs for me. Oh, definitely. I had a one word note for this song and it was damn. Yeah. Cause yeah, it was Mike, Mike just destroys the, the solo. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not even going to go any further and I'm not going to try to describe what I mean by that because I, I can't, it was that good. Yeah. I, I don't think, I think this was the most, the time in the set, the most where my palate was salivating for something and they Gross. put exactly what they want. I, I salivate. Okay. All right. I, I, I and I'm, I'm comfortable with my salivation. God damn it. Um, well, that's what's yeah. important. As long as you're comfortable with it. <laughs> uh, no, that's, I, I was really, this is, this is exactly what I would have wanted if, uh, if I was at this show and, uh, Definitely. and it was just tremendous placement and it was just a tremendous, uh, performance on this one and next week we'll we'll go way more in depth we're getting on uh uh the 25th anniversary of kurt cobain's uh death i think from when this show comes out uh it'll be yeah it'll be uh a couple days until his uh his anniversary (laughs) passing i'm sorry I i just like how randy goes yeah what why? What? What did I do? Joe goes, "Got him old," and you go, "Yeah." <laughs> well, I'm old too. <laughs> oh, so it was more. I mean, like, I'm not that old. It was but... like more like agreeing, like I'm in the same boat. I, 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 rem- I could remember it happening. Is is like what you mean? Okay. Because yeah, that, that's that's how I feel too. I know people that weren't even born when when Kurt Cobain died. So talk about feeling old. I yet, mean, yet they still buy the Nirvana shirts and. That's gonna make it's, it's gonna make me really angry if we continue this discussion. So I'm gonna stop. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think, All right. I think Don't want to make John I, angry. I definitely agree. Yeah. All right. Then we'll talk about infallible, which is something that John likes, but we don't. So we might transfer the anger over to somewhere else. Um, it wasn't really what I was expecting to hear after immortality, but as I listened to it, my initial thought was to say that it bores me and it still rings true. The song overall, let let me speak. Uh, It's still kind of bores me overall as a song. And I thought I'd really hate it in this spot, but I actually don't. I think that this is a better version of the song live than I've heard in other instances. Um, And I think this was, this is my setting forth, Matt, um, how you said that mm. I, I, you thought setting forth was played really well. Right. Uh, even if you think it's filler, um, I thought this version of Infallible was pr- played pretty well, even if I am not a huge fan of the song. And, and I don't know if it's going to change my direction on how I feel about the song, because I definitely let me hear a, lo- a couple more live versions of it and I'll decide on it. But this, this, this was good. This sounded really good. So I've waited to come on here for a few months to get into this. And I was prepared to scream at you for setting forth. I was prepared to scream at you for infallible. And this is what you're giving me like, eh, it was good. Eh. <laughs> that That's what I'm getting. So I apologize to everyone out there who expected <laughs> 
the uh to just come to blows but yeah I, I love this song i think it's it might be the best song on lightning bolt it's that i don't agree it's with. i love the i love the tempo of it the little the rhythm of it it's it's something new that they hadn't really tried along with with pendulum um kind of an, and i appreciate that them trying something um i'm a sucker for a good end of the world song I think the the lyrics are great. The message is great. I uh, love the song overall, and I think it's great here. Well, John, I, I really hate to disappoint you further, but uh, yeah, uh, this version made me want to go back and start to try to appreciate this song more because I I also thought it sounded really good, and, and I've said it, it was, it's been take it or leave it for me, uh, but I'm revamped on it. And okay, we're all go... let, let's all just hold hands and kumbaya for a minute. Yeah, and uh, we can you just know, uh... commune and, <laughs> uh, uh, and come together. If you want to start a boxing match, we can start. <laughs> we can start. A fight. I was prepared, and I'm a little disappointed. Uh, well, yeah, I hate to disappoint you, but I, I liked it. This this whole show pleasantly surprised me. Um, I thought looking at the set list from, uh, you know, just from afar, I thought it was. It was okay. It wasn't anything special. But then when you listen to it and you kind of get into it, it, it does uh, really. It's a really good show. It sounds really good. So and I'll I, and I'll you, you know, know I, and I again I agree. Fight. You know, my experience you know kind of separated from being you know part of the band basically during the show. Um, but I remember you know going back when when I went back and look at the set list because you start off again low light present tense last text you're like holy shit you know like i mentioned before like what are we gonna get and then you kind of get a lot of the popular songs and there's there's not a lot of deep cuts in this show but going back and listen to it i you know i I really love it i think it's it's one of the best ones of that leg everything has to fit really well and everything has to um has to mesh and you know i i went back to going back to what i said before i think it's more of like a popier set than um the most sure. sets are even sure. even with not for you immortality which could stray from that a little bit but that doesn't mean you can't put the tag on and 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 you get to the next song and that that defines pearl jam pop rock to me uh unthought known and it's an incredible version of the song uh the i did have a problem with it the problem I'm just going to read because I'm not sure what I've said. The problem is that I can sense the end of the set is coming and the song makes me want at least two or three more songs before closing out. That was my problem with it, which is a good problem to have. For sure. Well, this is the, you know, this is my favorite song on Backspacer, uh, which is an album I, I just don't like. Um, and the, the song is so good that they rewrote it as Lightning Bolt four years later it's it's almost the same uh same song um but yeah you know it's i almost forget that it's on backspacer sometimes because i like it so much yeah i i love this song i think it's great live what i didn't like about it was again this it didn't feel rushed it it was a little faster which i didn't think was bad because it, it works with the song and it definitely gave it a lot more energy and 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 you could tell the crowd was into it uh i felt like did it feel like they were playing it faster to keep to a timeline here? Because I felt like that's what I got from it. I got like they were playing through it to get to, to get to the end. So no, kind, kind I, of I, what you were saying, but 
but no, uh, I, a different twist. That's not really what I was saying. What, what, no, what no, I was no, kind that, of that, that's not what you were saying, but it's. I was saying that more that I got really into the song, and even though you kind of feel like that the end of the set is coming because of just where the placement is and how many songs you've heard before it, I, I feel like they could have put in two or three more before getting into Rearview Mirror, and it would have been great because right, right, and I, you're and just you're in a groove here. It's a good thing. It's yeah. a good problem to have. See, mine was was I felt like they were putting a lot of energy into it because I felt like they were trying to get to the end of the set. Well, I feel like you, you know, at this point you should expect things to be faster live. It's not like they're going to come out and play it slower than the album. No, 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 no. It, it just, yeah, I don't know. It felt like they knew the end of the set was coming and they were like, okay, let's uh, get there. That that's how it came off to me. I didn't think it sounded bad. I'm I'm not saying that at all. I just had that. uh, It it gave me that uh, immediate feeling. And I'm like, okay, this is, second to last in the first set and then i couldn't get out of my head that it sounded like that's what they were playing towards no i i yeah i I didn't really get that feeling from that at all but um i you know on top of that i thought that the transition between the two from going from the end of unthought known into rearview mirror was seamless and just about perfect uh yeah it was i want to i want to play that no drag out here so yeah no drag out, um, just awesome way to get into the final song of the first set. So let's listen to how that happened. That's where we're living, a distant time, a distant space. Oh, so what you giving? Oh, what you any surprise but we've been hitting a lot of really really good versions of uh of rearview mirror lately and uh this is just it's it's setting the bar higher and higher and higher and this is just another awesome version um i wrote here that if we were to create a live on four legs hall of fame of songs it would be a possible first nominee for the first uh ballot but um yeah i don't think i don't think we're gonna do that it was just it was just a silly thought that that, that sounds me. like a lot of work for me <laughs> no no I, I i would not subject you to that no that would that would be an all me thing um but anyway uh yeah this is the bridge is is really good uh john you mentioned something about the bridge while we were talking in between here yeah it's one of those where they kind of go into that a little quieter part like almost you know if you if you remember the one of the bonus parts of pj20 is the guy the the guy who has all the 
you know the statistics and he has he's like a professor and he goes talks about and he talks about rearview mirror and like how they sometimes will incorporate like a beatles part or like a pink floyd part in it i forget the you know the specific examples he used but this kind of has that it gets a little psychedelic in the middle it gets a little quiet a little, little different different melody to it is different than those the older versions that you know that i grew up listening to i really love it right um maybe we could play that part i think we should Go for it. very very much uh beetle style and before you even said anything i didn't even think about it uh it's a good way to sort of categorize these bridges now because i i'm i when they're just kind of messing around uh stone's doing a lot of different stuff in in different versions of these and and now i'll think about it in those terms which ones are you know beatles ish and which ones are floyd ish and which ones are zeppelin ish and, and, and give jeff some credit because there's a lot of little cool little bass riffs and bass runs on this too jeff jeff always does cool bass runs yeah. in in the absolutely bridge with whatever genre style they're going for sometimes they speed it up to a punk thing mm-hmm. sometimes they do a, a who feel or a beatles or whatever it might be uh yeah yeah he he does come up with some really really cool stuff here i'd have to argue though i think the mvp of the song is matt because that stuff that he's doing at the end there where he's getting really it's he's playing the snare and he's getting really tense and hard with the snare yeah. and that that part sounds he, really really good. He'll go into cool little shuffles sometimes which is right. is not shuffles, an easy, there you go. It's not an easy drum technique, but it's he always makes it sound sound spot on and he speeds he speeds up too and doing shuffles like that and being able to keep them clean is I I know it's 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 difficult. It's it's not an easy thing. Um, my one problem with this, though, is that, and and I totally get it. Like John, if you say you know you were there, and if Eddie's running around or if he's letting the crowd participate with with the song or with the lyrics, I get that. That's fine. But listening back to versions of Rear Mirror like this, it drives me nuts because he's doing it again. Where it's like sometimes he doesn't even sing half the song, but he drops out in the most random places, and it's not. Well, this is not nice to listen to. The instrumentation sounds great, but when Eddie, it sounds like he's just running out of air, and he'll just stop singing. And I get this is a really this is a really guitar heavy song for him, and I think yeah, a lot of times he focuses on 
playing That's, guitar yeah, and trying exactly. to play it faster and and sometimes yeah he might drop a line here or there yeah and and that's great to see live especially if he's wailing away on a guitar part like that's, oh, yeah. that's really cool and it's making the song a lot bigger and it sounds a lot more full and i'm all about it as long as he's not playing guitar solo at like the beginning of a show in like the 90s which i was not into but uh if if he's doing that now and it's live and it's it's fun and it's big that's that's great but yeah listening back and you're you're listening to him sing the song and then half the song he doesn't sing. It's, it could be a little frustrating to listen to sometimes, but uh, the music was, was great. So that's the only problem I have. And again, it's, that's a live thing. That's when you're there seeing it, it's totally different. I think at this point, he speaking of playing guitar, you know, I, I'm again, I'm trying to lift myself up as high as I can to scream in his face, the lyrics back at him. Sure. And I think he tried to, he tried to throw me a pick. I think it was during this song and he missed and i think you know it it did make it to me or something like you can look at on youtube the barriers probably like 10 feet or eight or 10 feet so the you know i mentioned the 300 pounds security guard in front of me i kind of motioned like hey you know could you would you mind like getting that and just nothing just no 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 they won't acknowledge so yeah security guards are jerks like that that happened to me in memphis uh there was a hockey talker pick on the ground and i i i asked the security guard it was after the show i asked him hey can you pick that up can i have that he looked he's like you want that like yeah it's a fucking guitar pick from the band that we just watched yes I want but this that. story does have a happy ending because i think he noticed that i didn't get it so it was one of the songs in the encore maybe like better man or something where he like hit the tap the bouncer and, and pointed at me and said give that to him so i did get one of the uh the eddie batmobile picks from the show awesome yeah i i don't understand why security guards don't like notice those things that's yeah, not their job it's not their job right right i, I guess they they're they probably do, told not to interact dude, they do all. not right. care they don't care right. yeah but i mean my I, I get the situation that you're in this is like you know mid-song but like my situation where you know everybody's exiting and the band's off stage oh that's different yeah yeah, yeah. that I had a similar one at Warp Tour too, where uh, a security guard, there was an anti-flag set list that was just kind of floating around on stage. It was right after they played, and I was the only one. Everybody was shifting to the next stage, and I screamed at the security guard, "Can you get that?" And he looks at like this piece of paper. I'm like, "Yeah, it's it's a fucking set list." And oh, I've, had, I've I've done my share of just jumping on the stage, grabbing it, and running. Like, what are they going to do? Kick you out? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I've, I've got I've got my fair share of set lists. Yeah, that was I think that was the first set list that I ever got. And I haven't uh, gotten a Pearl Jam one though. Those are a little harder to come by. Yeah, yeah. They'll well they they save them for certain people. Right. I feel right. So uh, that gets us to the encore here, and Ed is speaking. Uh, says the way that we figure it, we got all the speakers here, all the mics and amps and guitars. You're all here, so we should just keep playing. Like nobody thought that that was gonna happen. Uh, so they have some dedications coming up, and the first one is to Audrey. This one is a cautionary tale of the B girl, and uh, it's a rare, it's a rare song, and you know because it's rare, I feel like we've played it a bunch of times but i still have no idea when the next time it is that we're going to hear it so might as well just play a little bit and for all you b-girl fans out there so let's hear it it's a cautionary tale b-girl 
you're gonna die You don't wanna be famous, you wanna be shy Do your dances alone in your room Becoming a star will become your doom Be a girl You know time is long and life is short Begin to live while you still can Believe in nothing, believe me Those who can be trusted can change their mind And anxious is the present Unwrap your gifts, take your time All the things you've imagined they'd be stuck in your mind so when you're doing stats on the song this is the 16th time that the song has been played out of the 25 times overall which is is pretty good because you get from that's what a little over five years ago so this song has been played nine times in not a lot of tours since then, which is, is turning to be, it's rare, but it's more common in the rare department, so to speak. I've seen it twice in nine shows. so you know, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember, you know, every, and everyone knew as soon as, because just, just Eddie and Jeff came out for the encore by himself and Jeff has the acoustic guitar. So of course everyone knows that B girl is coming. So I, I remember I pulled out my, my cell phone and I was taking a video of it, trying to keep it down at waist level. So as not to be like obvious, but uh, you can go on YouTube and find my uh, vertical cell phone version of, of B girl. If you want to go back oh, and see how close I was. You can't do the vertical version. I you know, can't do that. I know. It was spur of the moment. I just pulled it out and went for it. And you yeah, can't that... change halfway through. Cause then it messes up the whole thing. It sets up a pretty nice uh, four song moment here too. Ties in with the poster and it the does. basketball exactly. team. Yeah, and the yeah, I guess you, and yeah. The and yeah. Yeah. It, it makes a lot of sense. To play and it's the game. only the only lost dog of the night. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Yeah. That's that's pretty much. You can't really go into much more about B Girl. It's just it it is what it is. It sounds it sounds nice and uh and it's not that long and it. it, it it does really kind of mesh in well with the next couple songs that come up, which I really like this section. So, yeah. uh, Ed, Ed says, uh, there's one more show in new Orleans before we go home for a bit. That's the show. I believe that, um, Steve Gleason came up with the set list for the new Orleans show, which at some point we should do. Sure. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I yeah. didn't know if we we're on the same page. Uh, and he says, I know some people have been to a few of these, and I hope it was worth the ride and hope it was worth the miles. But from this point of view, there's a ton of great faces, including some bald douche in front of me. Exactly. Uh, I came here night after night after night. We just want to say thank you. And well, it's funny. I think, he, I think he almost said money, but then he kind of caught himself <laughs> and, like, didn't say that. But you, he, he kind of hesitates. And no, I'm not going to say money. 
Yeah, he pauses for a while there, too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your time and friendship. Uh, he shouts out the crew here, too. Uh, apparently, they had new crew members on this tour, so um, not going to say their names. They know who they are. Uh, Yellow Moon, nice, easy listening. And I wrote, I always think that I like the song more than I think I like the song. So I think I like it less than I actually like it. So I liked it. I'm thoroughly confused. I like the song. It was it was a good it was a good spot for it. The whole it just kind of yeah, gave it's a, a very I mean, mellow it's, vibe. It's a good showcase for his voice, you know. I thought this was pretty beautiful, actually. Yeah. Not much else to say on that. No, um, no, that was yeah, that and was and it. you know, and they are sitting down still at this point. Mm-hmm. I should mention right. they, we've got the chairs out. I wonder, I wonder how long that lasts for because you got a couple other ones in here. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna last for a little while longer up until probably giving a fly. But uh, right. uh, Ed dedicates the next one to Jack, uh, Black Jack, and his friend Bronson, and it's off he goes. And I thought this was a really, really, really solid version of Off He Goes, and I wanted to play this one for you guys. So let's let's listen to this. of the show uh as we said a couple of times this is a poppier show and a song that can sometimes come off as downtrodden a little depressing uh this had a really poppy vibe to it it's very up tempo and it turns into a real good sing-along i really like this version it was almost yeah almost a little more country-ish than normal I, you know i prefer my my off he goes to be a little more downtrodden a little more ominous and a little more dark um, but yeah, again, anything from no code, I'm, I'm thrilled that it, that it makes an appearance. Um, and then, yeah, I see Mike, he's got like an old kind of fifties kind of hollow body rockabilly guitar that he's playing. So it gives it that kind of like a little more countryish feel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought the, uh, the, instru- the instrumentation, the, the acoustic guitars on this song were absolutely on point. It was so tight and it's got, it's got kind of that low light feel in some spots where they do different time signatures and they do different um you know they they switch chords in some strange places and they they 
nail every single one of them in, the, in this version. I've said it before, I, st- I still don't really like the recorded version because I feel like it's Eddie doing like a, uh, a, an impression of Eddie Vedder, but every time they play oh, it live, see? man, stop, I don't stop, know. stop I, the show, yeah. stop the I don't, show, yeah, yeah stop the show. The uh, the recorded version, I always said that's Eddie doing an uh, an Eddie Im- Im- impersonation, but live hard, every time, hard man, disagree. It, it gets me every time. I love it. Yeah, no code is perfect, and don't you dare say a bad word about it. <laughs> <laughs> Even hey, I'm the, open. Hey, the, the the song is perfect. I just I don't know why. I don't know, man. It's it sounds like Eddie had a cold that day or something. Yes, e- yes, Randy. Even I'm open. One of my white whales is to hear the full version of "I'm Open." Ooh. I would love to hear that. They're never, they're never going to do the full never, version. Never, never. They're just going to repeat themselves themselves over and over again. Um, another dedication after this. It's uh, to Michael and Sarah who are newlyweds. Uh, I think I mentioned that before, and uh, Ed is trying to continue what he's saying. And he's like, uh, yeah, um, to them. And, uh, this is, uh, for them. And then goes into, to just breathe. Um, this was okay. This is a tricky one. Uh, cause I, I had to listen to this a couple of times. Um, this starting with the second chorus around the time where the, if I didn't, I'm a fool part it sounds like I can't tell if they're trying to do something different or they're flubbing it. No, they were flubbing it. Okay. Yeah. Because th- yeah. the next chorus, they were, it was the same exact spot and they did the same exact thing. Yeah. And, and you know, you know why I thought they were doing it? I felt like Eddie was doing like vocal runs and it sounded like it was throwing them off. And uh, I know Jeff wasn't playing on this. I'm not sure who was actually still playing on this. I know yeah, I, I think they, they might have taken a break because that's the one thing I mentioned. I, I, I love that little bouncy bass line that he comes in on. And yeah, I really, it you miss so it well. when it's not there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I exactly. don't think he was in that either. And, and something was, yeah, this 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 is a kind of a guilty pleasure for me. I, I do really enjoy it, but I didn't think this one was that good. I felt like it was a little a little sloppy, but not for live sake. Like, oh, it could be a little sloppy. It's a little loose. It's fun. It could be a sing along. This was like this was a little sloppy in the bad way. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know what it was. It was that same spot, too, and I wonder right. if they just had trouble with that. And I really yeah. feel, I, I think it was Ed's guitar. That, that, I really want to say it was Ed's guitar. That happens sometimes, though. You'll be playing a song, and you could play it a million times. I do it at weddings sometimes, and we'll look at each other and be like, oh, shit, what the hell was that part? And then you get up to the part again, and you miss it again, and you're like, why can't I remember this right now? It just becomes kryptonite. It, it does, yeah. And you get so in your own head. So, I, listen, I, I understand it. It happens. But, yeah, it was a little sloppy. Baba? That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, no no news is, is, is Again, news. The, you know, I, you know you, the thing I look forward to most in the song is that bass line. And then yeah, you, it's you so simple, it but yeah. it's, it really fits. Uh. It was a little rough getting through that, but they crossed the finish line. Um, was what it was. You know, we've heard really good versions of it before, so it's not not a big deal. Uh, Ed says he didn't mention that Michael uh, of the newlyweds, who are probably married for five years now, uh, he's not a regular person. He's a cyborg. 
Uh, no, he calls them extraordinary, and extraordinary people come with extraordinary circumstances. And of all the people that listen to us over the years in those circumstances are men and women in the armed forces, and we're honored to have a bunch here in Suite 25. And I'm, I assume that it's Mike, it's the same Michael that got married that he mentioned before. Uh, so you know, very, very nice moment where he says it's an honor to play for everybody. So that's, you know, you sort of, uh, sometimes can forget those things. And, um, you know, with, with them being, uh, ferociously anti-war over the years, they are, they've never been anti-troops, which is, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think anybody is anti-troops in that aspect. You can, you can hate the war and you can hate, um, why they're fighting, but man, that's it's it's hard to hate on actual troops themselves. All right, insert fight with John here. Uh, totally kidding. Uh, it's given to fly, but I know that that this uh, our conversations have has triggered you before, John. Um, but I, I this is not really. I've gotten off of fighting about this one and saying that I don't like it played fast. It's, uh, I don't like it played sloppy and this version is fine. This version is pretty good. It doesn't feel really rushed. It feels like it still has a majestic feel to it and it serves its purpose. Uh, Mike and Matt need to be on the same page in this song. And that's the most important part. And they are, um, and it succeeded. Maybe not my favorite spot for it, but it succeeded. Yeah, this is this is one of the the best live songs for me. Um, again, like you said, this version is not super fast. Um, I don't mind it, whether it's faster or mid tempo. Um, it's it's one of those like pillars that you know when when you get it in the set, it's it's going to be a highlight for everyone there because everyone gets to participate, everyone gets to throw their hands up and scream, and I I love hearing it whenever wherever. Uh, yeah, Randy, I have come to agree with you on on the rushed fast feeling of the song and i i used to disagree but I, I agree now because i i understand what you're saying uh but i disagree with both of you on this one i i actually thought first i i loved the the placement i thought i thought it brought the um the whole you know little slow down uh part i thought it came out of that really nicely but i thought uh I don't know. It felt like Mike was jazzed up, man. I thought he came out on this song swinging, and I thought it was I thought it was really fast and up tempo. But at the same time, I thought it worked where it was and how they played it. Uh, I thought, yeah, he came out swinging and hit and hit a home run. I thought, yeah, no, this was this was a really this is a really good version of it. Um, and I think we talked before about songs deserving to be in the encore, and uh, it's definitely one that has earned uh encore placement but um the after just breathe it feels like i don't know i feel i feel like i wanted to rock a little more uh i feel like i wanted something heavy or something punk and uh i didn't really get it um and that that's okay because it's it wasn't the type of show for that but uh um sometimes you can't always get what you want so well, this After, is dude, this is a great song to be front and center for too, because you get to scream again, screaming right back right. at him. It's it's great. Of course, highly recommended if you get the chance. 
this is a good flow from song to song, I will say, from Given a Fly into Better Man. Um, remember how I said before how there was a little Jeff Flub <laughs> somewhere? I, this is, I did write it down. I had it yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. This was in the first chorus. Uh, no, this is in the, in the, I don't even think it got to the chorus. It, it did. It definitely did. What it sounded like, it sounded like almost, you know, what you do when you go and you practice songs uh, for your wedding band and you go back and you listen to it in your headphones and then you kind of like play it a little behind as you're you're kind of listening. It sounds like he's listening to it and, and learning and, it. Learning and it. learning it. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. Uh, I'm just I'm trying to think. Um, it wasn't in the. Uh, she lies and says she's in love with him. I'm pretty sure it was way earlier because I think was, it was the whole, I, that whole part. I think it was the whole thing. Cause the, you know, wait and watching the clock, that part I've said before, when he plays on that uh, live, I hate it. There's no build. There's no tension there. When, when the, the bass is going in, in that part, it just doesn't fit. And he starts to come in with it. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't like it when he does. Oh, oh, no, no, no. He was complete. It wasn't. Yeah, it sounded like he was learning it. He was so amazingly off time. Like he wasn't even close. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I have no idea what happened. There, I was right? thinking maybe there might have been a problem. Maybe he couldn't hear himself. I mean, uh, that, that could have been uh, a, a lot of things could go wrong. I don't think I don't think. Um, there's no reason why he should have been so incredibly off at that point. Something had to have happened with like a monitor or, or, or something. I refuse to believe he screwed up that bad on timing because it's, it's just so uh, obvious. I don't know. And again, I, I remember, I think, making a note of that, putting like getting the Sharpie and the post board out and saying, you fucked up, like making it really... <laughs> really obvious point of it pointing i mean he was very apologetic after the show came right. up to me we apologize you know we'll fix it in post you know don't worry like don't worry we, we took care of it at the show don't worry yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure what happened there no but i, I just remember trying to trying to sing along as loud as possible so that the uh the sal can get some credit on the bootlegs for singing louder than new york city yes mm, didn't work no, nah, it never does, but we're going to get there someday. <laughs> um, I have to mention here, uh, we did lose a member of the music community that is tied to Pearl Jam and tied to this song. Uh, Rankin Roger, uh, lead singer from the English Beat, passed away. Uh, and, of course, you know the English Beat, or if you're from the UK, you would just call it the Beat. Uh, they performed and wrote the song Save It For Later. They were uh, a ska band, uh, more ska reggae kind of mix-ish. But yeah, I think I think ska is a good way to uh, 80 ska, at least. Um, ska revival, really, if you think about it. No, it, it, it this is original ska. Ska revival's 90s. Well, Se second wave, second wave. Second wave, okay. That's, More that's than fair. a new wave, you know, a little bit of that in there too. But yeah, they were great. That Go back and watch that their their video for Save It For Later. It's great. Oh, yeah. It's, it's... We could definitely call him Pioneer. Uh, like, I would say. Yeah, yeah. We could agree to that. It's, it's like Slackers, Toasters era when they <laughs> all started. Um, uh, God. 
it's been a while since I've done my ska days. So, but yeah, that that's that's what I think when I think of the '80s, and um, I think it's appropriate to play a little bit of the tag uh, to honor Rankin Rogers. So let's play some save it for later for him and for everybody else who's a fan of the English people. your favorite ska song uh, i don't have a favorite ska song <laughs> <laughs> john what's your favorite ska song uh gangsters by the specials oh that's a good one that's a that's a that's the other band that i was thinking of uh second wave ska specials right see i'm that that that, oh, that first specials album is, is a classic yeah i uh the ska that i was listening to was kind of like pop ska like you know the less than jake and um uh you're, you're big ska. big say ferris big real big fish fan back in the day real big fish absolutely yeah hmm. um save ferris not so much i think they were a little tacky for me oh were they okay they were a little tacky for <laughs> well me. fuck you randy <laughs> well here's the th- no, no i mean that's no, bi- biting biting commentary on the on the 90s ska <laughs> scene there you're only you're not going to get that everywhere yeah no take that it's- save ferris <laughs> uh i'm trying to now i'm trying to think of other bands that I, the pie tasters um obviously the Boston's, uh voodoo glow skulls oh god randy i remember you used to wear that voodoo glow skulls all the time the t-shirt <laughs> randy, no, randy had like four ska go-to shirts when we were growing up we'll, we'll talk about the hickey voodoo glow skulls split seven inch afterwards I don't think I know what you're talking we'll, about. We'll, we'll talk about it later. We'll it's a whole other story. <laughs> right. It's a whole other podcast. <laughs> I those and the, Matt those uh, four hoodies, Voodoo Glow Skulls, Operation Ivy, Up Ivy. Yep, yep. Uh, ooh, I might have had a rancid hoodie. 
I had a less than J Cody. Yeah, didn't um, you had the rancid hoodie that like everyone had? It was what was the album cover? The guy sitting with like his head down with the mohawk, right? How come the wolves? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was pretty, uh, I was pretty much basic punk <laughs> kid, whatever you want to say. But that that album still is is fantastic to this day. If you've never listened to an Outcome the Wolves, then you fucking should. Uh, all right, back to, to Pearl Jam, a band that we do do a podcast on. Uh, not sure if you've heard it before. Uh, Porch ends the first encore. It sounds a little rough to start with that riffy intro that we love. Uh, and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm joking. Bring, uh, bring back Fast Porch. Bring back Fast Porch. Absolutely. Uh, I will say I, I will take this intro over the slow intro, but this is still... Uh, that's that's all I got. It's just, it's still there. It, it's showing your hand, and it's it's super obvious. I mean, the only people that don't know what's coming are like the people that were dragged there by you know their significant other or uh you know their friend had an extra ticket and then they hear porch and it's like oh well this was on deck. I think was Eddie um. Was Eddie playing guitar on this? Because I I know when he does it solo, like dude, he loves doing that double strum in the beginning, that you know, and oh, that's yeah, in he here, and it's like he definitely was. It's like oh, he he loves doing that so much. It's like he he figured out like he got that really tight, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna do this every time now, solo with Pearl Jam, whatever. And you know what I hate about that that version when they when they do it that way when he gets like really quiet and it's like uh you know what the fuck is this world and it, it's it gets really quiet until they hit that part i i think that's super freaking lame and cheesy it's one of the times where you say just do it like the album like, sometimes it's fun to have solos or well I think or long even and again clothes, it's but... it's sorry it's it's been long enough with this with this thing i think if they came out and did the album version intro people would freak out that would be a yeah. freak out yeah, yeah. It, that yeah, wouldn't absolutely. be expected which is yeah weird to think about but that's yeah that'd be awesome yeah but this i remember you know they bring the little the pendulum lights back down those mm-hmm. little green swinging glowing lights and is he jumping on them is he oh, swinging oh, they're they're all swinging like i'm i'm shocked that no one got smacked in the head with one of those things <sighs> I, I mean, I have some great pictures of Jeff like doing a lean back and letting him go like right over his face, and Mike is running around, Eddie's running around. It's amazing. No one got hit in the head with one of those things. I don't know how heavy they were. Uh, hopefully, they didn't make them, you know, bowling balls. But it's it's amazing that no one got hit. And then when they when they go into the uh, the jam part, he comes out. You know, Eddie comes down to the front and climbs into the crowd, and he basically like climbs on top of me. So at one point. Like I'm trying to hold him up and, you know, I have kind of a moment where, you know, I see my whole Pearl Jam life flash before my eyes because Eddie Vedder is like <laughs> six inches from my face. Um, and, you know, he kind of does the like, the hey, 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 you know, part kind of out in the crowd and I'm, you know, kind of there like holding a knee or something. It's it's really cool. That's prime position to be in for that. Yeah. That's, and he did it. Um, I think he did it in. I want to say it might not have been Memphis, but he did it on another show, and but he was like you know ten feet to the left of me. That's 
that's the one thing. And you can see, I you think. know, you can, sorry, you can see everyone's cell phones out. You know, there's, there's a million cell phone videos of, of him out in the crowd from the show. Yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to look at it now that we're, we're past it, but, um, yeah, what a cool moment that doesn't, yeah, definitely. You know, that happens to what? 10% of Pearl Jam fans yeah. out there. Less probably. Wow. It's awesome. Uh, when was okay? Somebody commented and said that Eddie was passing out cups of wine. When was that? Because they they didn't do Crazy Mary in this show, so uh, I don't remember. Okay, yeah. This guy apparently kept his cup and hmm. posted his cup, so I uh, figured I'd just bring it up. But um, it might have been might have been the last song. From uh, what I remember. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Uh, we're in the second encore here. Uh, Ed does his all introduction, introduces everybody and admits that Stone defines the sound of the group. This is a pretty funny section here, by the way. Uh, I was, I was really amused by it. Um, just remember, just remember him mentioning Stone and he, he talks about writing the next song and he said he would, wouldn't have paid attention to it, but Stone had heard it coming from the other room that I was writing in. And he said, whatever you were playing that was pretty good and says i want to give you all publishing credit for that song as long as as long as you never share your tits again (laughs) uh then stone chimes in and says that uh i think oh ed said something ed said a word and then stone said will ferrell yeah i think i I I can't remember remember the word that ed said though it was like peripheral or something like that, and yeah, then Stone said Will Ferrell. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't make it out, but I remember something about that. And this is this is pretty funny. So, uh, this the timing going into Elderly Woman. Uh, Ed does the one two three four two three, and usually when he does that, that's the obvious cue to start the damn song. But he was trying to get the crowd to follow his lead. So when he does that, Stone starts playing and he's like, no, 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 no. I want everybody to say one, two, three, four, two, three. <laughs> so then he actually went back to the crowd. That was, that was a pretty funny moment. What, uh, what was it? What was, what was that all like? I was, I was in with the, with the one, two, three, one, two, three, four, two, three. I, I don't know what everyone else was doing. <laughs> just a funny, ver- yeah, just yeah. funny coincidence and you know, then he goes into it and he's like, okay, everybody, everybody repeat after me. One, two, three, four, two, three. And then they do it and they actually get into the song. Fun version, sing along, solid final chorus with the crowd participation. And uh, I like it. And this is the callback to the uh, the Stone's tits where he, he gets to that part where he goes, I swear I recognize your breast. And he like stares right at him. And they all, they all, they all do a big <laughs> laugh too. That. I miss that. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I I was I thought I may have misheard that, but thank you for confirming. Yeah. Well, it's it's too bad we don't have video of that cuz uh if we did then we'd be able to recognize his breasts. I don't think the world is ready for that. Um you know, I think we should just it just let the moment let the moment live for what it was. Is he is he like a Chewbacca? Is he hairy or I was or I was blinded for about ten seconds after I don't. <laughs> it's, it's 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 gone from my memory. I don't think you're ever getting that again, though. 
Yeah, probably not. Unless the next album, you know, if they have to show their tits for the next album, which I'm sure they won't. Uh, next one's a dedication to Clinton Matt. Um, and it's a live on four legs debut. It's a cover, but it's still a live on four legs debut. So let's play it. Uh, here's the real me. Uh, it's a top five cover for me that they do depending on the day it could be top 10 it could be top five right now i think i would put it in the top five uh this version was a little bit sloppy though um and when you think about it it's it's rare it's rarish it's it's only been played 25 times and five since this show and um yeah i you know they blew the ending. That was the worst part. They didn't do the, can you see the real me, 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 me? And I, I felt like that is one of the best parts of the song. And, and they just kind of, they kind of punted on it. And again, you know, I, I will say, I remember, you know, giving him, giving him, shaking my head, giving a frowny face at that part. Like, nope, sorry, you blew it. Yeah. You know, you, you lost me. I mean, I think I, I think I turned my back at some, at one point. And in protest of, of how they messed up the ending. No, the song's wow. great. Jeff kills it. Um, love love the song. Happy to have it. Quadrophenia. Any you know, love Quadrophenia. So anything off of there is uh, is great. Now they got to do five fifteen next. Um, <laughs> Punk yeah, they got to do Bellboy. Uh, I yeah, I don't I don't really care about the ending that much. I thought this was hardcore, fast. Uh, it was good. It was a little sloppy, but it was. I mean, so was the Who. The Who was sloppy. They weren't great. They were loud. And you know, uh, by this point, you know the the wine is kicking in a little bit. You're getting your yeah. said it's it's not going to be. You're not you're not going to get a plus uh, technicality at this point. Right. I, I didn't think it ruined it. And yeah, uh, Jeff totally redeemed himself because this is one of the great John Entwistle bass parts, and uh, and he, s- he sounded really good on it. Uh, we go from real me into black, uh, and this was an awesome version of black. I think it was just, uh, it was steady the whole way through and just sounded like a really, really good version. Um, I didn't have any notes. You get the, uh, 
a little bit of the we belong together and it turns into the we didn't belong mm-hmm. together. We didn't belong together. Which yeah. is always yeah, kind of right. a cool uh, addition onto that. Yeah, that was actually the only note I had for yep. it. Yeah, I thought it was a, uh, like I say all the time, it's how you want black to hear to to sound. There's something a little bit different about it, but it's still great. That's that's all I got. Yeah, that's and um, almost a milestone for this. This was the 499th time oh. that it was played. Real close, real close. You almost got the 500. Oh man, did they do it in New Orleans on the first? Probably. I'm sure they did. I'd go out on a limb and say that, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and that's the 500 Club. It's like the 500 Home Run Club. There aren't a lot of members of it. Um, and I don't think that there are a lot of members that are really close to it right now. I would I would say they're, they're probably about six or seven that are in. I'm actually surprised it took that long. Is, is an even flow almost to 900 or something? Uh, it's at eight. It's at eight thirty something, I believe, or eight sixty something. Yeah. Um, and then Alive has a little bit less because of the whole binaural tour and, yeah. and leaving it off all those shows. Um, I don't. I don't have the numbers on me, but yeah, they're they're there. Uh, and it's 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 not bread and butter here. Uh, it's different. It's not you know a live cover. Lead better or live cover uh, um, indifference. Uh, we get alive here in this in this spot, and I feel like we never give it enough love. And someday we should take a couple of minutes and give it more love than we should, because I feel like it's always at the end of the show, and we're you know like alive is alive, and and it's that. But um, you know, I mean, it's it's a celebration of the show, you know, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get, and of course you get War Pigs on this one, which is fantastic. That was good. Yep. Um, yeah, this is another really good, fun version. And I, I think it's, it's, I, it's a mainstay and it has to be a mainstay. So I, you know, whether or not we're going to go into much discussion on it is another discussion for another time, but I got, I got nothing else. Same. Yep. Perfect. Uh, because I got, I got a lot on the next song, or at least <laughs> enough enough to talk about uh, to make conversation. So this is how they're closing the night. It's a Live on Four Legs debut. It's a song that's been covered by literally everyone. Even people that aren't musicians have covered this song. Um, I've, I've done it at a wedding. Even I've done it. And you're not a musician. See? Well, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Even people that aren't musicians that, that have covered the song. That's right. I'm a bass player. Um, like I said live on four legs debut the first time we're talking about it all along the watchtower there must be some kind of way out of here say the joker to the thief there's too much confusion I I can't get no
I don't know if I'm in the majority, the minority or, or what, but this has never been one of my favorite songs. And I think it's just the most overanalyzed song ever. I never really understood the obsession. I, I get that the lyrics are, are, are good and, and it's poetry essentially, but the song would have never gotten popular if, if, if Hendrix didn't do it. And, and even his version isn't terribly interesting either. It's okay. It's it's, I, it's I, I like, I like it more than any other version, but the Dylan version certainly isn't very good. I think from, from being there, what I remember is it kind of caught everyone off guard. Cause you're, kind of like wait what is this this is not rocking in the free world this is not right led better like it it kind of took a second to register as to what they were doing and then you know this is the part where you know the tambourines come out and the lights come up and it's just kind of becomes a party i i thought i was going to have more to say because randy you and i were talking about this yesterday and i hadn't gotten to it yet and i understood where you were coming from completely because it's it's watchtower it is a little played it's a weird choice to cover that after you've covered the real me or you know just you could have done something more interesting uh but after listening to it i was saying to myself after about a minute and a half i was i was good i was i was good with it that was enough for me but by the end of it i was saying if i was there it would have actually been a highlight for me so i could go either way on this i mean the, the lyrics are great everybody knows it so you know people are singing along and having a good time and then they do the uh if in the very end you get a little bit of the simple man, uh, oh simple yeah, man, thank that you. That was cool. I was I was just trying to remember what he uh, what he mm-hmm. snippeted. I believe the one of the one of the one of the members of Leonard Skinner was on the side of the stage. Uh, okay. I think he turns oh, around cool. and plays it to him. That's uh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I like how he, he just he just abruptly ends it, which I thought sounded really good too. Yeah, yeah. It was like the perfect like done, and we're done. You know. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't think it sounded that bad, especially my criticisms of it in the past and just like hearing it. I, you know, again, not crazy about the song, uh, but I don't, their version of it, it just, again, it feels like just another band that's that's covering this song that everybody else covers. It's, and, it's, a, it's a tad bar bandish. I'll give you that. Yeah. Well, they're, I mean, they're a classic rock band at this point, so it's, it's in their wheelhouse. Yeah, I... Something else would have been nice. Something. Oh yeah, I mean, I, you, you give me a fucking up, and I'm and I'm thrilled at this point. But you know, you, you take what you can get. Yeah. As as but far you... as Watchtower goes, I'm actually glad that they didn't go overboard with trying to make it something that was like super Pearl Jam or super different. And you know, and, it, and it's it, not it a ten minute version. It's not a twelve minute version. You know, no, it's, right. it's, it's pretty yeah. pretty standard. I, I, I think we're actually lucky with them just playing it rock and roll and straightforward instead of instead of making it something that is not enjoyable at all let's um before we get to rating the show uh let's talk about this mess of a set list we have um you don't usually get a point where there's a lot of crossouts in the first part of the set but we have here that infallible was supposed to be before immortality and then they flipped those and then they crossed off father's son after immortality which would have been really weird to have that part in the set definitely then they were gonna end with better man after unthought known decided better on that and went to rearview mirror instead uh then we go to the encore 
after off he goes, in parentheses, it says speed of sound. Now, the parentheses thing, I never understand why they do that. Is it just for timing? If if we have time, I think we'll it, get to it? I think or? it just means maybe. Like, maybe we'll do this. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that was in parentheses, and that, that was probably the first thing they crossed off when they got to that point. Uh, Let the Records Play was crossed off after Jim and a Fly. Great decision because it does not work in a sec in an encore, uh, and in in place of uh, let the records play is better man, and then we just have a line that says wash leash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that and that that's that made off. me that made me a little sad when I saw that after after the fact. Uh, got home and some, saw that someone had posted the set list, and I could have gotten either wash or leash, but uh, would have been cool. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Especially wash in that spot. I feel like you never get wash in the encore at all. True. I'm trying to imagine it right now, and I, I'm having trouble. Is it hard to imagine? It's a little hard to imagine. Hard to imagine. Uh, and then we're not done with the cross-offs. We get a cross-off of uh, Crazy Mary and, and leaving here. And I wonder if that's due to time, because there are uh, seven originally seven songs in the second encore so that might be a that might have been a timing thing now they got this box they boxed around real me black alive watchtower right like yeah like look at this and they circled small town so it's like they're bringing attention to it crazy mary leaving here is is crossed off yeah i think the box is like we're not fucking with this part like this part is happening yeah okay uh all right Time to rate the show. John, you go first. All right. Um, so uh, I'm going to separate this into two parts. Uh, so my experience, obviously, being on the rail, my first time on the rail at a Pearl Jam show, my experience is a 27 out of a 10, right? Getting getting to feel like you're part of the show, getting to interact with the band. I mean, once um, you make it into YouTube videos, that's yeah, the best yeah. right there. Um, yeah. so that, that, that bumps it up, you know, but then again, I go back to the beginning of the set, you know, getting low light present tense and thinking like, oh shit, this is going to be one of those crazy sluts coming off Charlottesville the night before. And then to get like nothing off of binaural, nothing off of riot act, only one, you know, lost dog. I give my experience gets, gets a 27. Um, uh, the set list for me gets an eight. So that averages out to, 17 and a half. Nice. <laughs> math. Gotta love math. I like doing the math. Yeah, that, that's yeah. good. Yeah, so one of the more interesting sets, Randy mentioned it earlier uh, on paper, when you're looking at it, you're like, there is no way this works. This is weird. Uh, look at everything they crossed off. Look at everything they moved around. They weren't sure. This is confusing, and I have no idea what the hell's going on. And then... Uh, you listen to it and you're like, no, this actually flows really well. Everything here is working. Uh, standouts, present tense in the number three spot, the way they played it, the way they brought it into Last Exit was fucking spot on. Daughter, uh, wrapping up the first set, first part of the set better than Even Flow does, another standout. That's that's awesome. Setting forth, a song I don't care for. Loved it here. Infallible. 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 A uh, song I usually don't care for, loved it here. One of the best immortalities I've ever heard. B-Girl, don't care for it, loved it here. Yellow Moon was gorgeous. Off He Goes was beautiful. Real me. 
Watchtower, which I didn't hate, and it's different. So Easy 8, I, I love this. I thought this was a super interesting set. I thought it sounded great. Great bootleg. Everyone go listen to the bootleg. It's, it's mixed wonderfully, except for the beginning of Low Light. Yeah, 8, no problem. I think um, a lot of what I've read from people uh, that went to this Charlottesville and either New Orleans or whatever was before Charlottesville, probably Baltimore, if I'm, uh, yeah, that sounds right. I think Baltimore was part of this. Uh, I think a lot of people put this third out of the two, and I understand why, because it's it's a little more poppy. It doesn't have it doesn't have the rare stuff that that Charlottesville has. Uh, but um, I understand why. But I also think that people that do that are probably underrating the show a little bit because this is this is sneaky it sneaks up on you there's some cool stuff in it um it's it's fun it's it's from a a really good era uh one to me that you know going to to four shows from this tour this is this whole tour is special to me how many Uh, how many times did you see them on this tour how many times nine john oh my god you're killing me (laughs) all i want Uh, is just one more atlanta show just give me one more it's nice to live in the East Coast. It's nice to live in the East Coast. Uh, but yeah, it, this uh, there was a lot of good stuff here, and it was a poppy set. And I think that I like that how they stuck to their guns with that, and they you know they didn't say all right, we need to add in more punker songs uh, because they're just not there. I I kind of I I get it. I get why they did that. I get why. They went in this direction, and and on paper, when you look at it beforehand, maybe it's not the one that you choose uh, if 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 you had a choice. But um, listening to it, it sounded really good. I want to give it a seven, and uh, I think a seven for me is the perfectly a perfectly fine Pearl Jam show that's very enjoyable. And uh, yeah, that's what I got. So if we average those out, 17 and a half, 17 and a half, eight, eight and seven, <laughs> seven, somebody do the math on that for me. No, thanks. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> That's like 11, probably 11 or 12. Perfect. I don't know. It's, it's probably the highest rated show that we've, we've covered so far. You get, you gave this show higher than, than, uh, Atlanta 94. Because I wasn't there. If I'd been on the rail for Atlanta 94, that would have been a 187. Totally understandable. <laughs> it, it, that's probably 187 without that, but For sure. I get it. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Now we get to the fun part of this show. It's game time. Game time. John, you've been texting me, and you said you better have a really good game uh, ready. I've just been saying, it seems you. like you've been going easy on people. I don't want you to go easy on me. Want to embarrass people, but I kind of want to embarrass you. This won't be. This won't be too bad. Though. You got to remember, though, uh, even the easiest under under time pressure can be can be pretty difficult. True. True. Yeah, that's and I think this one is enough where it's going to take enough thought, but he's going to do he's going to do pretty well. I believe there's 25 answers overall. I'll have to count it again. All right. So you're topic in one minute name as many original songs so this is original to pearl jam it's not eddie by himself it's not uh, a cover original songs played 10 times or less 
people. All right, I'm I'm ready to time you. Ready? Go. Okay. Uh, Strangest Tribe. Hold on. Um. Evil little goat. Um. Ten times or less. Other side. Um. I want to say black, red, yellow, but that's probably been more. Um, no, that you you got that. Okay, uh, drifting. Um, sticking with that. Um, what's that? Uh, undone. Um, probably some of the. See, later, this is tough. Some of the B. Let me let me go through the B sides. B girl. Ten times or less. Dirty Frank. Stop. Oh, you got eight. Okay. I think that's perfectly respectable. For sure. Was uh, was, was other side on there? Yeah. I was. Yeah. How, what, what's the play count on that? I think three. Yeah, wow, it's got to be okay. two or three. Interesting. Yeah, they played. They played it once this past year, I believe. I believe it was that, and like I think they played it in Worcester. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see. Let's get let's get what you missed here. Uh, Ark. Uh, that being nine times for the nine victims. Uh, right. Education. You said Dirty Frank and Drifting. Brother has only been played eight times. Fatal seven. Uh, just a girl. I, I obviously missed just a girl. Yep, just a girl. Uh, Speed of sound. Uh, Angel. Out of my mind. In the moonlight. And then some some of the weird stuff down at the bottom here. Santa Cruz, mm-hmm. uh, Sweet Lou, Hitchhiker, Fuck Me in the Brain, Don't Believe in Christmas, Falling Down, Last Soldier. Don't Believe in Christmas is a Sonics cover, right? Oh, is it? I believe so. See, I didn't, I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it was under, on Live Footsteps, it was under the uh, just other songs. Oh, okay. It wasn't under covers, so that's, I didn't know that. Um, but eight out of 20, however many, that's not bad. Yeah. Uh, no, that, cool. that, that was a good one. Good job. Yeah. I can't believe big wave has gotten 30 plays and I'm all like, where's my big wave. You just got to live on a, a place that has an ocean. That has some big, and, well, we have an ocean. The waves are just or, little tiny, little tiny. Or little, you should have gone to Charlottesville. Or, or yeah, you should have yeah. gone to Charlottesville. I don't know. I don't know how the waves are in Charlottesville. Epic, just... epic waves. <laughs> well, then they should play Epic Wave. Then <laughs> maybe they should play My Wave. That would that would be awesome. That actually would be awesome. The Wave Trilogy. Hmm. <laughs> well, they they could do. I think we've mentioned it before. They could do Oceans, Big Wave, and uh, Amongst the Waves. Amongst the Waves. Amongst the Waves. Yeah, yeah. that would be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, anything else before we close off? Um, yeah, I guess if, if you want to hear me argue about music with other people, um, I'm going to be on, uh, some episodes of this podcast called deprogrammed that I found where they, uh, they try to whittle down a top 10 list for bands. They do all kinds of bands. They've done Pearl Jam. Um, so check that out if you can't get enough of me arguing with people about music. And I think I'm going to be on the, uh, 
the better band podcast doing uh deep coming up in the next couple of weeks cool cool yeah awesome definitely check those out matt you have to be on the better band podcast have you signed up yet no i i barely have enough time to do our own podcast <laughs> <laughs> at least this one you don't have to edit that's true but no thank thank you guys so much this was this was fantastic once again i really appreciate it absolutely no we appreciate you you know just keeping in touch and, and uh, contributing to the show. And, uh, you know, it, it feels when we have people like you come aboard, it feels like we're, you know, we're in the right spot. We're doing it for the right reasons. And, you know, exactly how we pictured people discussing these shows. Uh, this, this is exactly what we wanted. So, you know, thank you for, for being into it and being a part of it. Of course. Not only that, you brought us two home runs so far. Well, I, you know, I, I thought this was stellar. So keep them coming. Yeah, that that Atlanta show, it's still. I'll tell people go go back and listen to that in the archive. If if you started listening in you know the last few weeks or few months, whenever the the Atlanta show, there are a couple that you should stay away from on the early on. But Atlanta was really where we we found our groove and really got kicking. So yeah. that's John's fault. John, John, John made us good guys. <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, John, thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking the time. And uh, this won't be the last time. So we'll, we'll see you again real soon. Thanks a lot guys. All right. Let's uh, get to some other stories here uh, from another. We'll start off with another uh, Patreon donor uh, from Bradley uh, who was at this show. So Bradley said that this, show was the third of three shows that he did in 2013 while it was by no means a bad show it was my least favorite of the three i think i i had mentioned oh so he said hard to top ridley or charlottesville so that was he went to ridley and charlottesville not baltimore uh, yeah i guess if you throw a ridley in there that is that's tough to be well it kind of it's not a light it wasn't part of the lightning bolt tour it was kind of standalone on its own but yeah right, I, I, right. I get it no that you can't beat ridley you're right uh, I remember getting the live debut of Getaway, which was a nice treat. It didn't sound especially great. Not bad, though. But it was their first time playing it in front of a crowd, so I give them some leeway. I also got to see B-Girl, Infallible, and Yellow Moon for the first time. I actually like Infallible, so I was happy to get it. I can get behind anything that shines a light on climate change, and that's how I interpret the song, which is pretty much how it should be interpreted. Uh, Yellow Moon was the one... I like Just Okay listening to the album, but since seeing it live, I've gained major appreciation for it and would welcome it at any show I was attending. The closer of All Along the Watchtower was a cool surprise. I'm not a big, biggest fan of their version, but it was a neat change of pace from Ledbetter or Indifference. All in all, it was a fun show with some good performances, a live debut, and some cool surprises. Thank you, Bradley. Awesome. We oh, always, always good to hear we from We will you. have him on the show again. Uh, I don't have him booked, but I, I will book it as soon as we can. Yeah, so definitely. awesome. Thank you, Bradley. Uh, now let's get one from Mike. Mike says he was side stage of this show uh, wearing a Sean Kemp jersey. And at the end of a live, he motioned to Jeff about the jersey, threw it to the roadie on the side stage and that threw it to Jeff. And then Jeff was rocking the Sean Kemp jersey during all along the watch hour. So that's pretty cool. That's, that's a good story. Cool. Thank you, Mike. All right. Um, here's public service announcement, and we'll finish it up. Um, 
Live on Four Legs is happy to present a weekly podcast dedicated to the Pearl Jam Live experience. While we try to get ourselves to as many shows as possible, we have only attended a small fraction compared to the entire live history. That's why we need your help. We want to get to know who you are. If there's a live show that you've attended that you'd like to see us cover in our program, please send us an email at liveonfourlegs, that's the number four, liveonfourlegspodcast at gmail.com. We want to know your entire live experience. Did you once miss a flight? Get lucky in the 10 Club Lottery? Catch a white whale? Your stories will help us mold this into the best podcast it could possibly be. You're already getting to know who we are. Now it's time for us to know who you are. So if uh, if you have a show that you really want us to cover, hit us up on our email, live on four legs at live four legs podcast at gmail.com. Also find us on all the social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're all there. Uh, Facebook is usually what we're pretty active on. So if you're there, uh, we got lots of fun material that we like to share you know show related as well um and uh john's a patreon donor i know we mentioned that before uh if you would like to be a patreon donor head on over to patreon.com slash live on four legs uh you know donate to our patreon account and be part of this community you get a chance like john did you get a chance to come on the show talk about a show that you really liked one of your favorite uh shows from any era doesn't matter what it is as long as we haven't covered it before and uh yeah and we get to talk about it and we get to it's kind of it's it's cool you know you're you geek out about pearl jam with other pearl jam people and it's 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 a fun experience we've done this a bunch of times already all of our guests have been awesome we talked about it before we kind of raised the bar it definitely breaks up this uh silent treatment freeze out that the band has been giving us lately absolutely <laughs> yeah i i mean i wish we had new stuff to talk about but um yeah you know it, it's well M- M- mccready played the star spangled banner at uh, in seattle for opening he day did. i guess that's something yeah right? it it's it, it it constituted some sort of news, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it's that shocking. Right, we're still cool. We're a live Pearl Jam show, so I guess he did it live. So makes sense. Uh, we'll take yeah, it. Yeah, we'll take it. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I hope no news is good news, but you never know. Um, exactly. We're waiting. Suspiciously quiet, like I said. We're waiting, watching the clock, and the waiting will drive us mad. So, uh, again, if you want to head on to our Patreon account, donate whatever you can. Uh, you'll get this to come on one of our episodes, talk about your favorite show. I think that's the best part about it. And uh, for $5 donors, we'll hit you up with a T-shirt as well. And uh, we'll send you a bootleg of any show that we've covered so far. So any of your pick. And uh, that is a really good deal right there. As well as the yeah. exclusive episodes. Yeah. I forgot to mention that. I love those. Me too. We got, oh, which reminds me, Randy, we. We got to do record uh, store day. Yeah. We got to do that in like the next week. Yes, we do. Actually, right? That's, uh, that's coming up. Yeah. Uh, all right. We will, once we uh, say goodbye to you all, we'll, uh, we'll start planning all that right. out. 
we got to pencil this in. Yeah. Um, next week, we got plans for next week. Uh, besides Record Store Day, yeah. I, I, oh man, Record Store Day is next week already. Shit. I know. Wow. I know. Uh, Oof. So yeah, we're gonna have two shows available for people next week: a Patreon show and uh, another show that has to do with uh, a record that they released. It's the Orpheum show from 1994. Uh, they released it as a press, uh, for Newberry comics. I don't know if it, it got released other places. Did it? You're, you're uh, the record. Th- that I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I have the, I have the Newberry. Yeah. One. So do I. Uh, but I listened to it a couple of weeks ago and man, that is a, an awesome, awesome sounding show. And, uh, although they didn't put the entire show on, on, uh, the vinyl, uh, we'll cover the whole thing. So that's, I, I think that's a can't miss type of show right there. Mm. That's, uh, we're going old school. A lot of people like the old school stuff. Um, so, you know, even if, uh, look, even if you don't have a specific show you want us to cover or, or a story you want us to tell, um, you know, ask about errors. Tell us, Hey, you're not covering this era enough. And, uh, you know, we haven't really hit early, early Pearl Jam yet, and we're planning on it. It's it's coming. Uh, it won't come very soon, but it'll, it'll come. Uh, you know, we just want to hear what you guys want. So if you guys are interested in hearing the earlier stuff like we're doing next week, the 94 stuff, uh, let us know. Just send us an email. Hit us up on Facebook and uh and yeah, we uh, we love to take the requests. So, anything else? Anything else we should mention? No. Enjoy That's WrestleMania it. weekend, I suppose. <laughs> opening day, uh, opening home day, City Field. Yep, uh, I will be at second. I feel like I I never go to opening day. I go to like second day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always go to the second game of the year, which is usually colder than actual opening day and uh but yeah it should be fun getting a bobblehead so yeah um all right any last words no i think that's it all right then i'll finish it off this may be the end we're here but not for much longer and although we may be parting ways i miss you already and i miss you always for matt randy for john Uh, This has been Live on Four Legs, the live Pearl Jam podcast experience, and this has also been the 30th episode, so we hope to see you back for episode number 31 next week. Bye. Bye.